This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. Ladies and gentlemen, 2020 is right around the corner, and that means it's time for you to get yourself a new calendar just so you can stay organized in the new year. And what better way to show your anime fandom than with an anime calendar for this next year? JList.com and JBox.com have all of your favorite calendars 22% off. They want you to start off the new year right with Dr. Stone, Haikyuu, My Hero Academia, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Golden Wind, The Detective Conan, Dragon Ball Super, One Piece, Pokemon, Studio Ghibli, Don Machi, and literally dozens and dozens of other anime calendars that you can choose from. So head over to JList or JBox.com and you get yourself a calendar for, at 22% off and you'll be supporting the podcast. And now it's time to start the show. Listen, uh, at the end of the day, Matoko is one of the most iconic and well-respected characters in anime and is certainly worthy of being a top-tier waifu. So uh, check it listen, out. Listen, man, no, ma- Guessing- no, no matter how she looks, no matter what decade she's from, one thing remains, postmodernism. And don't you forget about it. <laughs> え、やっほ。みんな、アニメアディクトアノニマスのライブブロードキャスト。聞かないと泣いちゃうよ。You Welcome, welcome to the 491st episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. We are dedicated to making your anime addiction so much worse. So much worse. Oh my god, worse! <laughs> I am Mandy, one of the hosts here, joined with three other friends. We are, we have Mason. What's up? Hey, how are, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> I don't have more to add. We have, <laughs> we have Enzo. What's going on? What's up, my dudes? What's up, fam? What's up, listeners? Thanks for being here. Thanks for the Twitch chat for being here. I'm doing fucking great today. Glad to be back for a little break. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, we also have Mitsuki. What's up? What's up, guys? I have moved for the fourth time in three years. I'm getting really good at packing up my whole life and moving it, you know, across a city or a country. But the podcast is now broadcasting from its ninth location. That's right, the ninth location. And I managed to put everything back together correctly, so it's a miracle. Just in time for Christmas. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. We we had some issues. Hey, okay, okay. Okay, okay. We are very proud of you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want to say that for those those of you that don't know, it is is, uh, National Donut Day, and Krispy Kreme is giving away free donuts, so... Is it? I didn't know that. Podcast is canceled. Podcast is canceled. Bye-bye. Can we reschedule the podcast real quick? <laughs> so yeah, if you would like to join us, you can go to apodcast.com slash join and you can get so much more bonus content. You can get hentai episodes, hobby addicts episodes, after parties. Uh we just recorded a hobby addicts where I talked about uh dating the Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Colonel Sanders, um, Colonel Sanders' son, and Mason talked about some angry ass curry. Enzo talked about uh, esports, and Mitz is giving me a weird look that freaked me out. What's up? You see this oh, donut? donut? Well, there it is. This, and Mitz, you talked about football. This year, 
pumpkin spice donut because I am the most basic white person. I'm enjoying my donut. Mm. Vince is over here chowing down on this pumpkin donut, wearing his Uggs, living his best life. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I, I got my North Face jacket. You know what? I actually have a North Face jacket. Should I, should I go put it on? No need. Just kidding. Keep, keep going, Mandy. No need. <laughs> and we are also recording a, a hentai episode tonight where we'll be reviewing some hentai from the seasons. Yeah. You can also go to Facebook.com to join us there. Go to Facebook.com slash group slash a podcast and talk to other fellow addicts there. You can go to our Discord, go to our website, and there is a button there to join Discord. We have loads of stuff going on. It's basically an anime high school, which we say like every week. Uh, we have... Oh, yeah, we have... Um, Manga Club, my manga club, which is every other Wednesday. And this Wednesday coming up, we are going over to Hayafuru, the first two volumes. So you can go to Discord, go down to the Manga Club channel and check out the pin notes to find out all the information you need for that. Uh, we have Anime Club, which just finished up Millennium Actress. And their next meeting will be for the first five episodes of, how do you say this anime's name? Is it Technolize? Technolize. Technolize. Tech- Technolize. Okay. And that meeting will be on October 9th at 10 p.m. EST. Uh, we also have Family Feud coming Ooh. up, oh, an episode shit. where we need your help. We put up uh, some wild. polls from Icy where uh, you can go and put in votes, and then however many the majority votes are will be answers in our Family Feud episode. This is a uh, new poll, though. What this is, is this, a new poll. Mason? The Family Feud, if you. Uh, participated oh. in the first one thank you so much we actually got a ton of responses and we actually got so many that ic was inspired to make more questions so if you did the first poll you can also do this one and if you missed the first poll you can also do this one so what i'm saying is people go submit more answers for more uh questions for us to uh compete in and laugh about uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll put a banner up on the site um taking you straight to the poll so uh, that way, you'll, that way you'll, you'll be able to get up to it from the website for those of you that are listening to this on uh, iTunes or wherever you are. So, and uh, we've it, also been posting it on the socials. Good, as well. good. And if you want to make me cry, don't do it because I really want to play Family Feud. I, I really do. I'm really excited for this. So, I'm ready. Why to, would I'm, you even tell them that? I'm ready to get. I'm, I'm ready to have my ass beaten yet again in another game show f- with anime knowledge. So, yeah. Uh, Mason, what is this pumpkin carving oh, thing I, you have on here? I'm feeling the October mood, and I wanted mm. to say uh, on Facebook and the Discord, I want to hold a pumpkin carving contest. I want people to mm. carve uh, anime or whatever related things they want into their pumpkins, share them. Um, deadline is going to be October 26th. And, uh, oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, and maybe the winner will will have different categories and maybe some prize. It'll be fun. So if you're like, mm, I'm not really, in, in, I don't care. Carve a pumpkin, post pictures of it, share it with me so I can see your uh, wonderful art. There, and he's going to judge you and score yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mason, Mason will. Think about it. Mason will, yeah. Mason. <laughs> this is the guy who scores bird watching. Yes. Mason, the, bur- the, the, the burning question the burning question on, on everybody's mind is, can you crush a pumpkin between your thighs? Probably not, but I can crush a pumpkin pie. Uh so Ooh. that counts for something. What if it was it a carved count for something? What if it was a carved pumpkin between your thighs? Could you do that? Oh, probably, probably. The structure is just okay, weak. Okay. Uh, okay. Yes. But yeah. Let's. Uh, what are we going to talk about this episode, Mandy? <laughs> yeah, we have a lot coming up. We have our fall 2019 anime selections coming up, which is going to be so much fun. It's gonna. We're gonna go over. 
all of the shows that we decided or that we are picking for impressions. And then we also have a review of Why the Hell Are You Here, Sensei? Mm, That'll be hey girl. an interesting review. <laughs> That'll be coming up later. But now we have big news of the week. Should we just head on in? Let's do it. Fall <laughs> in. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm so excited. We have so much to talk about. Oh, wrong drop. <laughs> it's time for big news of the week. Sorry, guys. I'm a disaster. We're so professional. I'm a disaster. I know, right? <laughs> this is a professional podcast, everyone. It yeah, is. you should be. We should get paid the big bucks. Big bucks. <laughs> Help me retire. So, Go to aapodcast.com/slash/join. So, our big news of the week this week, we have Megabots throws in the towel on Mecha Battles plans for bankruptcy. Oh, what? That giant-ass robot? Wild. Uh, Megabots company on uh, the one that battled and defeated, oh gosh, how do you say that? Suidobashi. Heavy Industries, Kuratas, in 2018, plans for uh, bankruptcy filing. The Mecha... Eagle Prime is Holy on. shit. Sorry, I got to update the number now. That that number that that figure, Did it go up? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's currently on eBay and you can bid for it. Y'all want a mech? Oh yeah. <laughs> I think we should win this for the podcast. <laughs> the the picture can on We started GoFundMe to get this for us. Can we buy this mech and then make it an unlockable character in the AAA dating sim? <laughs> That's that's oh, what we need. Shit. It's the final boss. That's the actual correct move. <laughs> the, the, the picture on yeah. eBay. The picture on eBay has this mech lifting a car. I'm like, what the hell? Wild. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. We we need this for us, and we'll have a bonus segment where we'll crush things with our mech. Crush it's, pumpkins. Um, <laughs> it's shocking, but like the you know they wanted to create a league where 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 different comp- countries could create and battle robots, and they could make like a sport out of it. You know. But I guess that's a good um, idea. But <laughs> the Chinese company Great Metal and the Canadian company uh, that was in, that were involved um, just decided they didn't want to do it. I guess so they scrapped all the plans, and now the creators of the Mecha for about for um, Megabots, Overline and Kaval Conti, I guess their names are. This they can't find a way to make their company profitable, so they are closing the company, and they they already closed it actually, and they're just gonna auction off this robot. The crazy thing is that the robot was two and a half million dollars to build, which is really not very much if you think about it. Um, I mean, like, it costs like, what is it, like a billion dollars to make a submarine? I don't know. It's like a, two million bucks is nothing. Um, but uh, they're auctioning this sucker off. It's on eBay right now, and the current bid is 150k. So yeah, it's I mean, basically free, you know. I mean, sort of. Basically, I mean, when you consider the, kind me- of. I mean, is the the metal and that thing alone is probably worth a lot. So four mm. days left. How high do you think the How high do you guys think the bid will get? People in the chat, how uh, high is the bid going to get in four more days? Three hundred k. Can I post a I'll link say to double. this? Or, or we'll twitch to the brick if I post a link here. Let's find out. You can, po- yeah, you can post, post a link, link to this. There's a link. There you go. There's a link There's to the auction. Like, boom. So, um, it's just kind of sad, you know. Um, you know, they they beat up on Suidobashi Heavy Industries in that video pretty badly. But in the end, Suidobashi Heavy Industries is an actual company, and the, this other thing is not. So, um, yeah, I mean, whatever. For Although po- I have no <laughs> idea. Huh? For, for positive robot news, Boston Dynamics uh, Atlas uh, just did, like, a whole, like, gymnastics routine. So you can go check that video out if you want to be inspired That's by robots. That's so crazy. It's amazing. Nice. 
A robot did a whole gyna- gymnastics yeah. routine? So this is the, uh, the Boston Dynamics uh, robot that was, like, originally walking. and I think it did some parkour, but now it's doing, like, flips and balancing, and it's jumping it's 360s. It's there. pretty spectacular and very graceful. And, uh, and terrifying. <laughs> terrifying is another <laughs> way to ro- put it. robots coming at your ass. Damn. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into Enzo Senpai's nearest me corner. Where he's going to give us a boost of positivities. Join us in Enzo Senpai's Notice Me Corner. Yo, fam, it's Enzo Senpai's Notice Me Corner where you guys can write into me and let me know about stuff you're working on, stuff you've accomplished, because we would love to celebrate you. This one comes in from that one guy, probably. The, the probably is in the name. It's that one guy, comma, probably. And they say, big news for me. I graduated with my associates in political science slash pre-law. Hopefully, by the time you're reading this, I am able to have a legal assistant job and be working on my way further into a career that I couldn't love anymore. I am planning on getting my law degree, so this is just one step out of many. It was an important one for me, though, seeing as how working full-time to pay your way, to pay your way through college is not easy. I will not, be able, I will not be able to start working towards my bachelor's until I am 25, so that way I will be able to file for student aid without having to be concerned about my parents and if they have and if they have filed their taxes or not um that is that is a hold up wish me luck though since that will be four years and most people have difficulty continuing the education after such a long break i appreciate everything you all do and i hope that one day i might be able to go down go on a trip with everyone that wants to go from the discord Thanks a ton, and keep on giving me your your opinions and views on anime in its modern setting. Although we do, although we disagree a lot, which is not a bad thing. Always listening, that one guy, probably. Dude, congratulations yeah. on that associate's degree, man. That is a really not easy course. <laughs> I had a lot of poli sci majors, in, friend majors in um, in college, and they were as stressed as I was in my accounting stuff so congrats there um i think you will find the strength if you were someone that had the willpower and discipline to work while you were in college to get through all that you'll find the discipline again in four years to go back to it so i'm not that worried about you dude and when you do go back i think you'll be fine so congratulations dude i'm super proud of you i look forward to your law degree man that's awesome yeah and maybe you'll get it i was just gonna say maybe you'll get a loop yeah yeah Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Maybe you'll get a chance to to travel with us because I know we are planning another Japan trip. So, yeah, that's not going to be for a little while now, but uh, it'll, it'll come up before you know it. So, yeah. All right. Yes. Congratulations. So now we have some hot new releases. They're we hot. Those. Hot. Super oh, shit. Spussy. I burned my fingers. It looks like we have three on this list. Yeah, First is live-action Promised Neverland. Sick. Film was announced for winter of 2020. The anime film will open in Japan in winter of 2020. Yuichiro Hirakawa is directing the film. It looks like he's worked on Harumatsu Bokura. I've never heard of that. <laughs> but um, Noriko Goto is writing the script, who worked on uh, Homeless Chugakusei. <laughs> Homeless Something middle school student. Never heard of. What the hell yeah. kind of title is that? Yeah, I've never heard of it. Uh, the manga, manga has been serialized by Weekly Shonen Jump since August 2016. We did a review on this as well, so that'll be exciting to check out. Um, the third season, uh, 
uh, Toru Kagaku no Railgun. Is that, what's the English title of that again? A Certain Scientific Sci- Railgun. Is that gun? scientific? Yeah. That's what I thought so. Certain Scientific Railgun is airing in January 2020. New season titled uh, Scientific Railgun T will begin airing at ATX, Tokyo, MX, MBS, and BS11 in January of 2020. It's being produced by JC staff mm-hmm. and has a bunch of returning staff. Um, yeah, just a bit. Fripside? Fripside, who I've never heard of, will be performing the opening theme. Oh, Fripside, yeah. Fripside did the... Did, I mean, like... Listen to this. The returning staff, the director, the character designer, the color designer, the editor, the sound director, the photographer, the music composer, and by the way, Fripside doing the uh, doing the theme song for the last one. Returning oh. to this one. So it's the if you liked Railgun before, it's the exact same people, literally everybody, and it's a good show. I mean, like um, I didn't like a certain scientific the la- that last installment of Index that they did hmm. was not good. I mean, I didn't like it, but we didn't pass it. But um, Scientific Railgun has always had really good action in it, so I'm looking forward. That's the one where the girl like fires coins, and she'll like fire a coin out of her hand and like make a car explode, and, like cool shit happens. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. Um, I've never seen it, so this is all new to me. But it looks like it'll be 24 episodes. It'll be in the fall of... Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. The first two 24 anime seasons produced by JC Staff premiered in fall 2009 and spring of 2013. So it's been a while, I guess, since six years since the last one. So This is coming out next Um, next season. So not this coming fall, but winter. So, yeah. You you won't have to Uh, wait long. Also, the third season of Don Machi was announced, which will be uh, the second season is current. Is it still currently airing? Was that twenty-four episodes? Or was that only twelve? I don't know. I, I mean, think I, it, I, I, I think yeah, it ended. I can effort that for you. Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll look it up. Uh, the next one will be summer twenty twenty. So look forward to that as well. It's a very popular series. Very popular. Yeah. It, and so it, yeah, now it did we have. Finish. Yeah, it did finish. So. Our trivia question for our website. If you'd like to go to our website, apodcast.com, you can scroll down to the bottom. There's a picture there, and it's centered around a theme, and you can try to guess what anime that picture is from to win prizes. And our current theme is Anime Heroes, which was in honor of our One Punch Man review. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this week's answer was Samurai Flamenco, and the winner was Manly Mudkip. That's right. Clap, clap. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> right. So, yeah, we also have our in-show trivia question, which we will answer after the break. Man, we're just flying through. Yeah, we're flying well, through. Yeah, we, got lot, we, got, we got a lot, we got a lot to cover. We got a lot to cover. Yes. So, in the anime, Chihayafuru, what is the mascot's name that is printed on Shinobu Wakamaya's shirt? Oh, boy. And we will oh. answer it after the break. Guys, we got fall picks coming up. Get hype. See you in a minute. Hey, all you anime addicts, Mitsuki's here, and I'm bringing you a very packed anime news break. Leading us off right now. It looks like my anime list and high dive have entered a partnership. The partnership is going to be featuring my anime list's content ratings on high dive streaming platforms. So you'll be able to see the score from my anime list on high dive, which means that everything will have between a seven and an eight. 
Uh, my anime list will also get embedded high dive video players on their site to show a selection of high dive programming from different anime. So if you're a fan of high dive or my anime list, uh, it's a match made in heaven and the two are going to be partnering up to do some great things in the future. Next up, Sony Pictures TV Anaplex has consolidated Funimation, France's Waka Anim, and Australia's Madman Anime into a joint venture. Uh, this is a pretty big deal considering these were three different groups all owned by Sony, Funimation being owned by Sony Pictures, and the other two companies under Sony Music Entertainment. And it looks like Colin Decker, the Funimation general manager in May, is going to be leading this joint venture. Their first piece of business activity is going to be the anime project Fate Grand Order Absolute Demonic Front Babylonia. So if you're a fan of uh, Funimation, Sony, etc., there's some pretty interesting work going on to make the anime industry just a little bit more uh, stronger and uh, bringing us great things in the future. And next up, it looks like if you're in California, there is a pretty interesting little specialty event going on. The Drops of God creator Shin and Yoko Kibayashi are teaming up with a with a vineyard owner, Peter Chiang, for a Drops of God salon event where you're going to be able to enjoy 30 different types of wine from 19 different producers and you're going to be able to also meet the creators of Drops of God. This is going to be held in Beverly Hills and Napa Valley on October 20th and 21st. So if you're in that area and you're fans of this property or maybe in, or just wine in general, you might want to check out uh, this little event. And wrapping us up this time, it looks like Record of Lodos War is getting a new manga. This is the first time this has happened in 12 years. Atsushi Suzumi will launch the manga adaptation of Lodos Wars, uh, the, ple the Pledged Diadem. So this is going to be, as I said, the first new work in 12 years for Record of Lodos War. The manga is going to be launching in the December issue of Kadokawa Shonen Ace magazine on the 26th of October. So if you're a big fan of Lodos War, as I am, you'll be able to get some more content coming out. This is Misagi, and this was your anime news break. Now, of course, it's time to get back to the podcast. Well, all my dear anime junkies out there, it is almost 2020 and it's time to get a new anime calendar for the new year. JList.com is offering tons of 2020 anime calendars with all your favorite shows. At 22% off, I'm probably going to buy a couple myself, put it in my brand new kitchen. They have Dr. Stone, Haikyuu, My Hero Academia, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Golden Wind, Dragon Ball, One Piece, Pokemon, uh, Studio Ghibli, and tons of other properties. So if you're a big fan of anime and you want to have a new calendar to get organized for 2020, start it off right with a new anime calendar from JList.com. What did the anime addicts say when asked who would win in a battle between a magical girl and a team of Pokemon? Who doesn't want to spin around glow and have all their clothes fly off? Anime. The battle stops when you do it. You don't have to worry about getting shot. Like, no one ever thinks, oh my god, she's changing. Quick, shoot her. Addicts. First of all, I would say that my Pokemon would not be enticed by your nakedness. 12-year-old breasts and ass are not going to entice my wait, Charmander. Wait. Anonymous. Yes. I'm eating a sandwich <laughs> calling my bookie because I just stomped your ass. Podcast. Visit the Anime Addicts at www.aaapodcast.com and iTunes. You know me? Of course!
We're back! Hi! Welcome back! I hope you didn't go anywhere. <laughs> not Before have. we went on break, we had a question! What was that question? In the anime Chihaya Furu, what is the mascot's name that is printed on Shinobu Wakamiya's shirt? And the answer is a snowman called Snowmaru. Snowmaru! He's so cute! Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I mostly did this question for Basin. Excellent, <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, we've been flying through this because our picks are gonna take forever. They always yeah, do. They always so do. we're just just flying through. <laughs> Up next we have my manga minutes. Everybody always loves the manga minute and this picture that you've posted today. Isn't it great? This is fantastic, dude. It's yeah. all the vibes I want. That's like me podcasting every time. I love this girl. If you ever really want to read it, it's it's great. I also <laughs> caught um, Anime News Network copying you, Mandy, as they did some kind of a blog article on the uh, um, Legend of the House Husband, and I was like, yes, quit stealing The Mandy. Legend of the House Husband? Yeah, the like, Way of the House Husband. <laughs> like, quit stealing Mandy's shit, is what I'm saying. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, it's a good-ass manga. Everybody should read it. It's, it's really funny. Let's take a minute for the Manga Minute with Mandy. This is Mandy's Manga Minute, where I take a minute to tell you about a manga and help you find something new to read. This one is called Wave. Listen to me. On a night out drinking to get over being duped and ditched by her last boyfriend, Kora Minare ends up providing a massive drunken rant while blackout drunk for Mato, the director of a radio station. The next day, she is shocked to hear her own voice being broadcasted on the radio. She rushes, rushes to the station, leaving her job at a curry soup and bread restaurant in jeopardy. However, her drunken rant and the next day's impromptu damage control live broadcast ends up earning her an invitation to try out working on the radio station. Wave Listen to Me is a drama-slash-comedy manga by Hiroaki Samura, who is also the mangaka behind Blade of the Immortal, Immortal which is bizarre. This Wild. is such a, like, <laughs> leap. <laughs> it is uh, still currently publishing, with three volumes currently available in English digitally. There's no printed versions of these in English. Uh, in the first volume, Minare is really struggling with life. Her drunken rant attracts the attention of a man who runs a radio station, and different circumstances lead to her trying out this new line of work. The drama portions of the story are dealt with in a sort of slapstick kind of approach, but I found so much of her daily struggles just to be so extremely relatable. Um, Minare is an interesting character to me. Her life is just a mess, but she still reacts to it with a bit of humor, and I like her like screw this shit kind of attitude. <laughs> um, when she does start to work at the radio station, we get to see a bit of how things are run from the inside of there but I wouldn't recommend it to someone who's just looking more about like to learn more about radio because it's not an educational manga but um, I did find the first volume interesting enough to continue on and I would like to read more of Minare's rants and learn more about her life through radio dude this sounds like amazing because considering I did college radio like I what yeah yeah um, the picture in question was a picture of her like screaming into a microphone. She says, Mitsuo, which is her ex, even if you run to the edge of the planet, I will hunt you down wow. and kill you. That makes that image even funnier. I had no idea that was, that was like her ex. Yeah, it's great. 
that's like me at uh forgot one of my radio shows in college was at like um 6 p.m was always at dinner time and i would always dedicate a shit song to someone that i hated <laughs> at 6 p.m for dinner I was, like, this, I was like shout out my english teacher you're the worst <laughs> i would play <laughs> a massive chunk of the first volume is her still working at the curry shop but she just goes on just this giant rant while on the radio about like her ex boyfriend and all. Just it's so funny. Dude, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed I it. I relate. <laughs> I relate so hard. Let's go. Let's if you're go. watching this live, my ferret. That's how he drinks out of water bowls. He digs out the water and then licks his paws. That's cute. <laughs> He's weird as shit. Anyways, moving on. Now we have Mason's waifu wars. Oh my god. In the game of waifus, you either win or you are late to anime school. Cake will be thrown. Ice cold tea will be served. Who will be top in the class and who will be flunked in Mason's Waifu Wars? I missed it. <laughs> we suck. <laughs> I forget. Well, it's, it's a new drop. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. So I may have 8,572 waifus. But this may have. But this entry is one of the goats, or should I say, one of the gits. My, because <laughs> this week, it's the major Matoko Kusanagi from Ghost in the Shell. You're incredible, my so, dude. So she looks very different depending on where you're viewing her from. So yeah, in the in our show notes, I posted a picture of her from the three iterations. Essentially, uh, you have her from the original 1995 film. Uh, she wasn't really an innocence lot, but then there's also the standalone complex television series so right off the bat from the manga to the movies to the television series the world of ghost in the shell is one of the most important works in the cyberpunk genre and it's one of the most important series in developing production ig who did all the works and it's one of the most influential and essential just japanese animated works period so if you haven't seen anything from this esteemed series for whatever reason i want you to know that i'm not mad i'm just disappointed uh, <laughs> I <laughs> urge fans of Akira, Psychopath, all that stuff. If you haven't seen Ghost the in the Matrix, Shell, in, in, yeah, in anything, it's been so influential and just such a part of anime culture that you really should watch it. Even if I don't, I don't know why it wouldn't be your thing because it's got everything. Right. Uh, got I also wanted all. to bring this up because the new series, Ghost in the Ghost in the Shell, uh, Standalone Complex 2045, is actually coming to Netflix next year awesome and it's directed by the same guy who did the original standalone complex and he also directed guardian of the spirit which was my wife who i think the first week of this balsa Balsa. and i bring that up because Mm. balsa is a very similar character to the major in both their maturity their looks but mainly Mm. in how they function as a fulcrum within their respective stories so they both serve as like these strong independent and capable figures that others lean on for support, but they're not so like entrenched in their ways that they don't have an open mind to the world around them, and they grow a lot throughout the series. Um, totally. Which is interesting because, you know, I posted all these various pictures of the major and all these different looks, and throughout the various iterations of Ghost in the Shell, the, the design and the flair of her aesthetics have changed, which fit the world that they're in, but it also helps to establish that like disconnect between the ghosts and its shell, which is the whole conceit of the show itself. Uh, but talking about her shell, which is like her body is she's great. 
We're talking full <laughs> top of the line cybernetics. Oh shit! Uh, mm-hmm. With wetware oh, yeah. interfaces on the suboccipital nerve, suboccipital mm-hmm. nerve. Sorry, one of the mm-hmm. most advanced on the market. You got 16 square centimeter squared skin tactile elements. She is <laughs> fantastic. Stacked. I mean, <laughs> screw the, the the boss we talked about earlier. Screw Boston Dynamics. The major. Th- mm. That's the major. When is she going to be on eBay, please? That's Thank the you very robot yeah. I'm trying to bid on. Yeah. Uh, this prosthetic sure. body, along with being an expert on oh, fourth yeah. generation warfare, a master of hacking, makes her an absolute mm. powerhouse. Hey, girl. <laughs> in both physical and digital combat, and would certainly wreck you on any sort of playing field. She'd so stomp on your nuts, Enzo. <laughs> she would uh she would she would do it she would whatever that tank scene was about she would do that to you my dude what is with that image she is just, she's ripped she's, she's ripped. way more ripped than i remember her being ever i uh of course of course oh, that's when she's trying to pull up a tank's yeah. hood though <laughs> but i mean and her arms fly off <laughs> yeah i mean she, her arms do rip off right after that scene but yeah exactly Listen, uh, at the end of the day, Matoko is one of the most iconic and well-respected characters in anime and is certainly worthy of being a top-tier waifu. So uh, check it listen, out. Listen, man. No, ma- listen. No, no matter how she looks, no matter what decade she's from, one thing remains. Postmodernism. And don't you forget about it. <laughs> mm. My don't God. you forget. Ghost in the Shell has always been such a major part of my life. That was like my first anime that I watched that I knew was anime, you know, Mm. Ignoring all the ones that I watched on television though, as a child. But, uh, man, I have so much Ghost in the Shell shit all over my apartment. I think I have three Motoko Kusanagis down there. I have a giant Tachikoma. I have a big oh, Tachikoma plush oh in my goodness. room. Nice. I have so much Ghost in the Shell stuff. I have every Blu-ray that ever came out. On Dude, what? Over there. And what? also the 3D one. <laughs> Do yeah, you have a 3D have television? Everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do? Yeah. Whoa, Mandy, that's sick. <laughs> in it, she's in the future. Yeah. She in it. Yeah, she's living in the in postmodern. I'm don't just. Know. I'm just. I also played the first person shooter. That was. Uh, I have all the video games, even the Tachikoma one from PS One. I have mm. everything. Everything goes in the show you could think of. <laughs> I'm just Loki laughing when you said she's a major part of your life. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Very funny. You know, it's a major part of our lives. Our fall 2019 picks. Yeah, <laughs> that's a weird boom. Womp womp womp. Uh, Killing it. Killing so it. Seriously, just watch a Ghost in the Shell if you haven't, and, and then watch, then watch your fall 2019 picks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Guys, it, have, we have, have, have we ever had a season with more sequels? I don't know, man. I don't know. And is it a good thing that this is that that is the way that it is now? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't talk- know if it's a bad or a good thing, but I would like more originals. But let's that's a yeah. that's a topic for a different day, though. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you just want to go all around? Let's just start off with mitts. Oh shit! I get, to, I get to go first. To oh my yeah. god! I'm so excited. Get first on list. All right. So for those of you guys that don't know how we do this, we have a document. We all pick 15 shows in the order of which we want them from the season. Then I roll a dice. I changed it to one from zero from one to one hundred. It's not really a dice. I use the rand between function for those of you that are nerds. One to one hundred. That way there wouldn't be any ties. Mason actually got the best roll. He rolled a ninety. And Mandy rolled an eight. Mandy rolled an eighty-eight. Uh, I rolled a fifty, and Enzo rolled a forty-five. So for once, 
for one. Don't even complain. But um, I'm good. But in the end, I got the worst, probably the worst picks because I had. But like we all did pretty well in a season where I thought we were all going to be fighting over the same few anime. We ended up not really picking the same stuff. So the first one on my list, and by the way, we just picked them like like draft style for those of them, you know, that makes sense to you guys. Um, my first pick here was number eight on my list, and it's Fate Grand Order. The full title being. Uh. Fate Grand Order, Absolute Demonic Front, Babylonia. And I was surprised to see that, if I'm not mistaken, this is the actual first ever TV series of Fate Grand Order. All the rest is, like, specials and stuff. So um, here we are. Cloverworks, the studio who has been doing great work lately. They did Promise Neverland, Bunny Girl Senpai. So that's um, a pretty good resume right there. Toshifumi Akai is the director, but he hasn't done any, doesn't, hasn't really done much of directing in his career, so this is his first go at it. Uh, the synopsis, following the success of in the Camelot Singularity, Ritsuka, Fujimaru, and Mosh Crylight are assigned to the last singularity in the Grand Order Initiative. In ancient Babylonia, B.C. 50, 2655, they embark on a mission to secure humanity's survival, but upon arrival, they learn that three gods have threatened Uruk, the Babylonian city ruled by King Gilgamesh. Ritsuka and Mosh must work together to fend off the invasion of mysterious beasts in Uruk's in Uruk under Gilgamesh's orders while investigating the true nature of the three gods' actions against humanity, but unknown to Ritsuka, an ancient entity is slowly rising from its slumber. Mm. So, um, is this an isekai? I think 50% of those words were made up. <laughs> <laughs> is it an isekai? They're being shuffled off to the past. That's so funny. Um... I think that it's categorized as an isekai. Oh, shit. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You're going to hear this drop mm. about 12 times today. Um, it looks pretty nice, as I expected. It, it does play, take place in Uruk, which they might as well just make it the Epic of Gilgamesh, which would probably make no offense to Fake Red Order. I can't imagine it would... If they just did the Epic of Gilgamesh as an anime, it would probably be better. No offense, but it is the oldest piece of human literature. So... Um, but the uh, the the um, what do they call them the the summons or whatever the the people that they summon to fight in the Holy Grail War. There's a lot of names in, in the cast list, but they're not the same names as usual. There's no caster. There's no lancer or whatever. It's Enkidu and Gilga and Gilgamesh, which are both from the Epic of Gilgamesh. Ishtar, uh, Merlin, Leonardo da Vinci, Leonidas, and um, that's all I wrote down. I didn't really recognize any any of the others. If you're a Fate fan, probably going to be all over this. I know the video game is very popular, so this is going to be... I would be shocked if it wasn't like one of the top three most watched shows this season. So starting off on a good note, on a good foot. Next. Yeah, it's going to be super popular. Next, though. Definitely. People will definitely watch this. 100%. I'll, do, I'll check it out, too. I'm, you, I'm, not the, I'm, I'm not the most hyped, but I will definitely press play. And if you haven't... Is this something I'll have to know about Fate to watch? Because I've never seen Fate. Um, every fate that I've ever watched hasn't required, this is, I'm going to be spicy now, like, just like I'm trying to be Mason. Um, every fate show, and I've seen all of them, is so shallow that you don't have to watch anything else. It's, they're just tournament shows where, where people fight. So I'm going to guess no. And it's the first TV series. So unless, I mean, the good news is I guess you'd be, you'd be watching like two or three 20 minute specials as opposed to a TV show. So. And if you haven't read the Epic of Gilgamesh yet, people should you should read it. It's pretty awesome. So, man, it's really damn old. It is. All right, next. Uh, I can go next. Uh, so really quick, I want to 
give a quick shout out to my, my backup pick, uh, which is Azure Lane, uh, just in case one of my other <laughs> picks doesn't actually come out in time. But my actual, <laughs> my fifth pick is a show called Null and Petta, which is oh. a uh, an original work, so it already gets like my hopes up because I, I tend to like those a lot, by Studio Shine. Um So this is mm. a studio who's, I know them for like super comfy shows like Teasing Master Takagi-san and Sweetness and Lightning. And they nice. have also done like the two biggest Ooh. anime of all time in Doraemon and Crayon Shin-chan, which have been running for decades. Yep. Teasing Master, but, really? Does he like tie you down and tickle your feet? No, I think it's it's like a young girl who just like gives another young boy just like a hard time about life. It's yep. super cute. Not that kind of teasing, but uh, it's the cute. other way around. The <laughs> other way around. You're thinking Takage, son. Yeah. Oh, you did say. Never mind. I was thinking of the. What was the other one? There's one that's almost exactly like that, except the rules are reversed. It's yeah, like I know. I know. Wasting what you're talking about. time. Oh no! Time I don't waster. Think I know that one. I know what you're talking about, but I, I don't know the name. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I think you recommended <laughs> yeah. it to me. Yes. <laughs> oh, now I'll have to look it up. Anyway, so this show, Null and Petta, is about a genius inventor, Null, who uh, doesn't want to school but space, doesn't want to go to school but space, uh, who tragically loses her older sister named Petta in an accident. So to get over the grief, Null develops Petta Robo, a robot with the same characteristics as her late sister. However, the robot is a little different as to what Null expected. And this PV looked super adorable. It's got these Big Hero 6 vibes. Um, it's got robots blushing, so what more do you need? It had food shots. It had some crazy reaction close-ups. And at the end of the day, I just am a sucker for original works. So it looked cute. It looked charming. I could see this being a short, but it didn't indicate that it was. So I'm not really sure. It didn't have a huge cast announced with it, so I don't know if it's just going to be very isolated story, which I think it will be, but uh, it looks like it'll be a nice, relaxing time, which will be good contrast to some of my later picks. It was Seki-kun. Seki-kun. <laughs> I had to look it up because it was going to bother me. Yes, time wasters, Seki-kun. Lit. That sounds guess, interesting, though. I guess I'm up next, though. You're up. Yeah, so my Go, fifth baby. pick is... One, a sequel that I'm actually really, really stoked is happening. Me too. And yeah, because I, I know me and Mandy, at least. I'm missing. Did you ever watch High School, High School Girl? I did. On Netflix? I, well, you did? He tried. I watched the you first tried. <laughs> four or five episodes, and uh, it was not for you me. You were like, I got you. It wasn't you. for him, it was not but it you. was for us. Yeah, it, it was definitely my, for us. It was definitely for yeah. us. But, it was um, in my strike zone. Mitch, did you try High School Girl? Oh, I did I don't not. Think you have. I did okay. not. But... Anyway, the season one of High Score Girl, um, literally, I fell in love with it. It was so, so, so charming. So charming. It's a very cute story revolving around um, Japan's fascination with fighting games uh, at the arcades. Um, it follows this boy named Haru. 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 Ha, Haru, right? Haru, right? Yeah, something like that. There's, there's Kohadu um, and Haruo. So I don't know. It's. Uh, no, not Koharu. It's Haruo. Haruo. It's Haruo. Yeah, so it follows Haruo and his love for Street Fighter. And he's really talented at the game. He's at the arcade all the time. Um, and he ends up having this rival that he loses to. And that rival turns out to be this uh, girl that happens to be really sweet and quiet and goes to the same school as him. So they that starts off their like 
um, story with each other. And season two, I think, seeks to explore that more and also expand on like the next steps of them playing Street Fighter and stuff together. So I, the there's no real synopsis on my anime list yet, and the teaser doesn't really reveal much. It's just more. It's one of those teasers that's like, it's mostly just music and a fast cut of scenes from the show so you can't really tell what the premise of season two will be but i'm hoping they just stay true to very organic charming endearing moments between these characters if they do that the premise itself is has charm on its own so it'll just flow really well um it's slated for nine episodes which is a very good sweet spot in my opinion, for quick um, sequels, for sh- especially for shows like this, where the, where the premise isn't necessarily a grandiose, you know, thing in need of a lot of time. So I'm stoked, so stoked on yeah. this season two. I am going to binge the hell out of it the moment it comes out. I'm so 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 excited. How so you gonna, how you gonna I'm binge really the hell out of it, it if it's only just come out? What no what? Uh, no, it's on Netflix. So when Netflix oh, drops it, I see. Okay. yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm hoping that this one will come out in time for review. If I don't get it, I my backup because all of my other backups got taken is Pet, which I didn't even buy. I didn't even really Pet. look into. But wow. shouts out Pet. We'll see if we have to take that one up, but uh, hopefully not, because I'm really happy with my High School Girl season two. Pet is going to be yeah, absolute it- wild card because that yeah, TV didn't absolutely. tell us anything about it. <laughs> wild it had a lot more than just fighting games as well it goes over the mm. entire arcade culture there were like totally. over a hundred something games in there like splatterhouse all kinds of different games yeah it, it's so, it's, um, it's literally just a love it's a love it's a work of love towards that era in japan 100 um yeah. and the opening was one of my favorite openings of all time by sote Se- well her name is etsuko but she is the vocalist of Saite Seirong or some shit like that, that band. It's a really, really dope opening. Like, if you, if you guys don't even want to watch the show, just at least watch the OP for High School Girl. It's one of my favorites of pretty much all time. It's really nice. Okay, that's it. Yep. Um, yeah, so my first one is my sixth pick, and it is Africa No Salary Man. Oh my Y'all, what I got- wild concept. <laughs> I put all the animal people shows on my list. This is one of them, and I'm so excited. <laughs> this one is being adapted by Hotsi Pang, which did Anglo Moise, and it's being directed by Tetsuya Tatami Tani, who I've never heard of, and it's based on a web manga. And this looks like it's going to be just a silly short about animal people working in office. Um, the style kind of reminds me from the PV, kind of reminds me of Honda-san, so, which I loved, so I'm so excited to... You know, if it, if it's anything like that, I loved Honda Sun, <laughs> bookseller Honda Sun, or Skull mm. Face. Skull Skeleton Man. Yeah, um, this one is just—it seems like a really silly comedy, and they're all just at like um, animals just working in an office, like, like a capitalist society of Japan, and they but they also fall into their instincts as animals. So <laughs> I don't know. It could be silly fun. I don't know how long the episodes are. It wasn't listed. I could see this being a really short, um, really short episode. So maybe like ten minutes, maybe if even that. So we'll see. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. I want you to know that there's nothing silly about. Uh, safari animals working in an office. Okay, that's some serious business. Yeah, it's very serious premise. Hey, for real. I mean, yeah. 
All They're right. working hard over there. All right, this next anime I'm doing has a, a title that is extremely long. And I'm not sure I can even do this. <laughs> it's so so absurd. Keishicho Toku Tokumubu Tokushu Kyo Akuhan Taesakushitsu Dai Nakaka Toku Nana. That was pretty otherwise, good. Otherwise known as Special Crime Investigation Unit Special 7. Which is an anime. Special 7. After I looked into this anime a little more, I realized that there was pretty much no chance this was going to pass. Um, it's, done, <laughs> it's done by a studio called Anima and Co., who has done nothing before. This is their first ever. Um, the director is Harume Kosaka, who's been around in the anime industry for like 60 years. He directed Sailor Moon R, to give you an idea how old he is. Because that anime is like 27 years old. Um... The synopsis, a long time ago, dragons ruled the world of elves, dwarves, vampires, homunculi, and humans. In the present, dragons have all but disappeared, so the ones left chose to live together, and their appearance came to resemble that of humans. The year... I want to slap somebody because of this. The year 2X19, like, like, like I can't know what decade we're in, like what century we're in. Is Tokyo? This is so obnoxious. Is t- in Tokyo is mostly a time of peace, but a group called the Nine caused chaos in their quest to obtain the dragon's power and change the world. The police form a unit consisting of various experts to fight against the Nine, the Special Crime Investigation Unit Seven. I'm not going to read the rest of this; it's way too long. But um, you know, I watched the trailer of this, and something just seems off about it. I, the animation and designs just look odd to me. I can't put my finger on it, but like if you look at the character designs, they just look weird they're just drawn weird and i guess what i would say is that like the designs are just just they're kind of ugly looking i don't know exactly i think people that like love the the beautiful aesthetics of some anime are just gonna never gonna want to watch this because it just doesn't look good um other than that like the trailer had some action in it you know it's i don't know it just seems like another one of those crime police unit shows uh we, we seems like we have one every season and um, but like I said, it's it's a new studio and it doesn't look particularly polished, I guess. So we'll see. You know, I could be wrong, but um, mm-hmm. but that's why it's the number. That, that's why it's near the bottom of my picks. So we'll see. That's uh, I'm not gonna say the Japanese again. Special Crime Investigation Unit Special Seven. So all right. Next nice. up is uh, we're going back to uh, who's next? Ma- uh, Enzo. So, me. so my next Mason. four picks were actually my <laughs> next four uh, in order. So I uh, got pretty good rolls. Was- I did not expect you to put this one down. <laughs> Same. <laughs> wild, wild. So this is uh, <laughs> Rifle is beautiful. It's a four coma manga by Studio Three Hertz. Uh, they've worked on the kind of disappointing Dimension W and Flip Flappers, but I quite enjoyed mm. Princess Principle. So kind of like the look of their shows uh this show seemed like a wild card there was no pv to go on um and based on the synopsis it's, it's just another show about like four girls who are in a club like every other show um the interesting thing <laughs> possibly is that the club this time is the rifle shooting club so do they have those yeah yeah we had one Ooh. well i don't know too much about japan, I'm, in japan. I'm assuming so i mean they had kyoto or whatever the uh, archery was, which is a little more That's traditional. That's not a gun, though. <laughs> it's I've seen. I've, I, I I believe it. Listen, the uh, the manga when I took a look at it has a very like a new game vibe in its like style, and really I'm just a sucker for learning about sports and stuff like that. So if we get like the intricacies um, of like 
uh, the shooting, how the competitions work, how care for the equipment, how the order works, like all that stuff could be interesting and fun and something different. Um, and all that is like offset with the backdrop of interesting and quirky characters. That would be nice. Maybe I'm asking too much, but we'll see. So I, uh, I have no idea what I'm getting into with this, but it's either typical or it's a breath of fresh air. So we'll see. What is with anime titles lately? I don't know, man. They're bored as hell over there. It's like these titles are terrible. We got a show called No Guns Life, which is not a good title. We got Rifle is Beautiful, which is I'm going. I'm going with the gun theme. This. Bad title. <laughs> rifles <laughs> are beautiful. It rifles makes sense. Are, rifle They're is pretty beautiful. as heck. Rifles um, are yeah. rifles are beautiful, but is but rifle is beautiful is not beautiful. That's not a beautiful piece of ground. My rifle is beautiful. So Mitsugi and Mandy <laughs> chose these these anime with these crazy long titles and i went with the easiest to pronounce i went with nopeta yeah. rifle is beautiful and a bunch of other ones that are just english so i've got this well, in the bag listen, listen, you can't not, fuck this up i can't i will but i can't <laughs> you let's can't not, fuck this up <laughs> let's not forget pet and then we have xl joshi which is an anime hentai slash whatever you want to call it that's that's a, that uh, for that, the people listening Go read the synopsis for Excel Joshi and have a good time. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's about a girl. Wild, who, uh, it's a wild it's, it's idea. A, it's about a girl who gets a job selling extra large size condoms. Just so you know. All right, guess you don't have to go read the synopsis anymore. Yeah, I'd still go read it. <laughs> I'd go. I'd go read Bad, it. Bad spoiler alert. I'd go Spoilers. read it and then I'd get and then I'd listen to our hentai episode so you can hear us talk about it. True. And then watch the True. sequel to that high score girl. Oh wait, no. Uh, what? Let's go on and so. <laughs> My next pick, I'm actually one super... One of these has all kids in it. Hold on. Yeah. What are the, this next pick of mine, I'm extremely, 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 extremely excited about, actually, as long as it delivers in my whatever expectation I'm making up for already. It's called Hoshiai no Soda, um, and it is an anime about two kids in uh, in their school's tennis club. I believe it's a middle school, junior high school, so middle school. Um, in their tennis club and about, and it's a coming of age, it's, it's explicitly labeled as a coming of age story for anyone that knows me and my crying triggers coming of age stories is definitely one of them. So, and it's also blatantly labeled a slice of life too. And when I watched the PV, uh, I was like, man, like this, this, this melodic piano gives me like vibes that I've definitely felt before like it was i don't know it was very weird it was a weird like reminiscent kind of feeling i was having i was like okay who i was like who did the music for this shit the guy did the music for this shit is is this guy called jin aketegawa and he's done the music for hunting clover he's well he's sound directed hunting clover he's sound directed just because and he sound directed a whole bunch of other slice of lives that i've watched in the past Mm. and i was like this guy is the guy that gives me the vibes like he gives me the, the 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 tingles, you know what I'm saying? Like the slice of life, like wholesome music, piano shit going on. Like he gives me the tingles. Like Jin is about to fuck me up with this one too. So those sweet beats, those sweet beats. So um, <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm really looking forward to this show. It's slated for 12 episodes. The studio is Studio 8-Bit, who's been around for a minute now, and the director is going to be, well, the sound director is going to be my man Jin, but the director is Ka- Kazuki. Kazuki Akane. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Of course, with with shows like this, the premise is basically just what I said. Um, so 
there's not much to go on there. The expectation for a slice of life, though, is that is if the premise is not going to be the overarching glue that keeps your attention, it's going to be the interactions between between the characters, right? So I'm hoping for some good writing, hoping for some good tension, I'm hoping for some good trials and errors so that they can come back and make me shed some terrors during busy season because Tars. some terrors so yeah i'm fucking stoked man this one looks this one looks nice like i'm excited for this one for sure prepare to cry that one looked really good too i'm trying to i'm finna cry is what i'm trying to say you know what i'm saying finna, finna <laughs> cry every day cree finna cree <laughs> some good autumn weeps <laughs> <laughs> some pog some pog tears you know what i'm saying <laughs> So my next one is my number four pick with B Stars, my mm. other animal people show. <laughs> <laughs> so B Stars is being adapted by Orange Studio Orange, who did Hoseki no Kuni or Land of the Lustrous. Um, it's being directed by Matsumi Shinichi, who is a new director, and it's based on the manga, which I have done a manga minute on this one. And the story is a world about anthropomorphic animals. And our protagonist is a wolf named Lagoshi. And he's attending a high school that is mixed with herbivore and carnivore students. And one day, a little alpaca boy is found torn apart. <laughs> but on all of the herbivore students are starting to suspect Lagoshi. And the manga goes through the difficulties of students, all these students living in a high school life where they are herbivores and carnivores, you know, in the same area and they're dealing with their own natural instincts and also just normal typical high school life and having to go through um just for also romantic feelings for one another it's kind of it's apparently very awkward when a carnivore and a herbivore start to fall in love and also just figuring on also figuring out this murder mystery of who is murdering herbivores and it's really interesting but the show seems to rely heavily on CG, judging by the PV, so that worries me a lot. I know mm. Hoseki no Kuni had great CG, but this one, it's a little iffy. It's a so little I'm, concerning, yeah. Yeah, it's a little concerning. We'll have to see. But um, these, this story, though, for the people who are looking at it and think, oh, these animal people look kind of cute. This is a very adult story, so be warned. It has... Don't let the animals fool you. <laughs> there is murder. There are drugs. There's a lot of discussion on sex lives. There's bullying. There's there's a lot in this. So it's not for kids. <laughs> so, but I'm very excited to uh, check it out. Cool. Check it out, my dude. More animal people than you can shake a have a heart cage at. Mm. I do love my animals. So. <laughs> and here comes another endlessly long title. Are we ready? Kill it, dude. Shincho Yusha, Kono Yusha ga ore tue kusa ni shincho zukiru. There it is. Does it have an English title? Um, Pet. This is the this is the one. Pet. Pet. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Otherwise, in English, known as Pet. Uh, you could just call it Shincho Yusha, cautious hero. The hero is overpowered but overly cautious. And yeah. this is also an isekai. So you know, here you go. Toto. Feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. So done by Studio White Fox, who does a shitload of Isekai shows. So they did ReZero, and they've done a bunch of other stuff. They did Steins Gate, so that's good. That's pretty neat. Uh, director Masayuki Sakoi has done, who directed uh, Sword Art Online, Gun Gale Online. He, he did Needless and a bunch of other stuff. 
Godless Lestarte, the savior of the super hard mode world, Ger Brunde, summons a hero to her aid. A hero, Seiya Duguin, holds the cheat rank status, but he is ridiculously cautious. For instance, he would buy, th- he would buy three sets of armor, one to wear, a spare, and a spare for the spare. Beyond keeping an absurd amount of item stock, he remains in his room for muscle training till he reaches the max level and fights slimes at full power just to stay on the safe side. So, I mean... I like this guy. I like this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's just like your normal isekai show from what I saw in the trailer. I mean, you got a guy who's just, like, overpowered, and then there's, like, a bunch of busty women who, like, stand behind him while he fights, more or less. So, I watched the trailer, but, like, half of it is just him, like, doing crunches. So... Not a whole lot to be seen there. And then he goes out and he fights a slime, which, um, I don't know. So, uh, this is kind of what Isekai is, right? I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> like, there's always some kind of a hook. And I guess the hook in this one is that he's, like, cautious. But mm. so, but how long can they really keep that up in the story before it begins to become stale? He, he, he's not going to be able to fight slimes totally. the whole time. So, I mean, we'll totally. see. We'll see, and we'll see how many busty women there are. So there were, I think, two, maybe three in the trailer. So we'll have to see. But um, Cautious Hero is, I think, something people are probably looking forward to. These Isekai shows are so popular. Um, I expect Cash it to be, Cows, my dude. Cash Cows. It'll probably make a, a ton of money. It'll be viewed by a billion people. It'll probably get a sequel. And, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it is. It could be good. I'm, I am not one <laughs> You're that, cautious about it? I'm cautious, but I am not one that shies away from isekai shows. I, you know, I find right over his head, Mason. Right over his head, dude. Oh no, I got right it. Right over his head. Oh, I got <laughs> it. Okay, you got it. Okay, no, I got it. But like, um, the thing about isekai shows, and I'm, then I'll move on, is that I don't really get why they exist because half the time the guy just gets killed or gets transported from Japan, but then like the fact that he lived in Japan is almost never consequential to the storyline at all so they might as well just make it a story about like a fantasy world because i don't really get it i don't understand the obsession with having it to have to be a person that gets transported are we like trying to create a fantasy where some guy hopes will get like run over by a van so he can like get into go into a video game world i, I always Escapism. say yeah that it's i think it's the i think the reason isekai is so successful is because in it's just it alone is such a, a an attractive premise because it's something that we've all thought about Every yeah. day of our fucking lives. Being run over by a van <laughs> so and, going like, in, and going into like Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> Boy, do <Yeah>. I wish that. <laughs> Boy, do yeah. I wish I could do that. You know, I like mean, it's it's just something that's so re- like we relate to it on a fundamental level as people who spend so many hours in other places, you know, mentally. So if only you could, if only you could uh, use your Nen and go into Green Island for a while. That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, hell yeah. Of course, you might die in there. And All do right. nothing with those damn cards. Oof. All you do is, is collect them. You can't even play them. Let him know. Let him know, Mandy. <laughs> you can't even use those cards. It's so funny when you go through all the list of cards on the wiki and see what they all do. There's some weird-ass cards in there. Let it go, Mandy. <laughs> Let it all out. No, I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> I mean, one last thing. I do no, think that... I, I agree that, like, why don't they just start in the fantasy world? Why does it need the yeah. conceit of an isekai? But then you just get a character who needs, like, a memory loss or something like that. And that I mean, gets old. Like, you need the person who's new and out of place. But and this is, is just it, the easiest way to do it. I guess it's I agree that it's it. whatever, but... Yeah. I get it, but is it is it not still escapism just by having the show be not set in our world? 
Yeah, still, yeah, no, it, it, yeah, it's a, you, you can still achieve escapism without it being an isekai, but the concept of an isekai is something that people think about all the time. So it's right. that plus the escapism part. That's fine. I have You're not his, wrong. Yeah. I have I have historically and factually not been necessarily against isekai, so it may it may be good. Next. Mm-hmm. So my my third pick is uh, another one whose title I will not screw up right now. It is Blade of the Immortal. Oof. Uh, this is oh. a great seinen manga by linden films and this is my third pick of a studio that i'm like very cautious on a lot of the stuff they've done is not great but at the same time their most recent or not their most recent but hanabado looked pretty nice mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. really was fine for what it was so like it's not bad the other thing though this studio is doing three series this fall uh wild whoa Ooh. for real there's tenka Hyakin. damn Another one that Mandy will discuss, and this one. Now, to be fair, this isn't a series proper. This is a OVA, I believe. So, I'm hoping that uh, it comes out. It's coming out on Amazon Prime Video, so I have no idea what kind of release schedule we're going to get. And that's why I have hmm. Zero Lane as my backup. But, assuming we do get this one in time, um, this is supposed to be a complete adaptation of the manga, which is great to hear, because this is a classic that is definitely a bunch of fun. Uh, It's a series set in Japan during the mid-Tokugawa shogunate period. Essentially, it follows a cursed samurai named Manji who essentially, by deals with witches and all that stuff, essentially has to kill a hundred... Not a hundred. A thousand evil men in order to regain his mortality. And he's joined by a, uh, a party who have other similar quests for vengeance or reasons to go out and kill these people, so it's a good bloody time, and the PV looked nice and bloody just the same. There was, like, a frenetic calmness to it, where there wasn't a lot of movement, but you can tell there was, like, just that quivering of, like, intensity, just about to be unleashed. Um, It definitely had the same vibes as Shigure, uh, which was interesting, because I looked it up, and it's the same director who did Hmm. Shigure, and Technolize, and Steins Gate, which is Hiroshi Hamasaki. So, honestly, if this adaptation isn't good, it's not going to be because of the director. I've got a lot of confidence in him. So, a a full adaptation of a classic manga with a really good director. Um, If the studio can pull through with some quality animation, which the PV seemed to indicate, I've got got high hopes for this one. So, that's Blade of the Immortal. Dope, dude. I'm actually glad that you got that one specifically. I feel like you're going to... Slade talking about uh, it. Yeah, it's I'm huge. hoping there's a lot to chew yeah. into. Yeah. Um, my next pick is another one that I'm actually really excited about too because the first season was a sleeper fucking hit for me. I thought the first season of the show was pretty well done, like super well done. And that show is Kono Oto Tomare, which is a show about a koto club. Koto is a traditional Japanese instrument that sounds super pretty. Super pretty. I actually got a massage today, and the guy was playing oh, some cultural music. It was very while he was massaging. Fate, it was, that doesn't seem oh, very yeah. efficient. <laughs> what Man, do you he mean? has so many hands. Yeah. He was oh no! I, see. no I know. I know. <laughs> his masseuse is Doc Ock. <laughs> He's playing with his feet, man. He's that went right over my head until I got it. Oh <laughs> my god! Massaging with his feet while playing the cut. Co- yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, um, y'all know what I meant. Okay, okay, but um, yeah, so. 
I'm gonna start for season two because I still to this day remember episode I, I believe five or seven of the first season where they do their performance at the school's auditorium. Amazing moment in the anime in the anime for me. I thought that moment was huge, like super huge for huge. what that show's potential is. And season two doesn't really have a premise um, explained on Mal. There is a thirty second teaser though, and the teaser shows that we're going to have some character conflict, some uh, potential injury drama, I think a new character as well. So all these things are things that I'm always down to, you know, be there for and explore and have shown to me, Uh, especially because, again, this is, yes, it's a music anime, but it's kind of slice of lifey primarily as well. So the more stuff for characters to grow from the better so this one seems to have a good season one was a good uh a good like launching pad for a season two so i'm expectations for this one are for better or worse a little higher than normal for me because i think i'm counting on the studio doing a good job and i i'm I'm looking forward to some really nice koto playing too so let's get it what yeah, I finished season one as well, and mm. I was like, I was thinking at the, where it ended, I was like, uh, <laughs> it ended in such an awkward place. It was like, to be continued. It's like, and we'll be back soon. <laughs> we'll be back soon. And we'll be back so I'm excited soon. to see the rest it of it. It wouldn't be an anime selection episode without Enzo picking up that music, that music oh, show. Dude. Easy. Easy mode. Scoop I was like, well, gotta pick the Koto one. Yep. Easy mode. <laughs> So my next one is a no-brainer. It is part two mm-hmm. of Legend of the Galactic Heroes Hell New yeah. Thesis Stellar War. And um, same staff, production IG and everything. Uh, same director who has worked on the entire thing. Um, this one is going to be a little weird because they're releasing it in three different films, quote-unquote, but actually it's going to be four episodes each. So, um, the part two is already starting. It's on Crunchyroll. The first episode is up, and the part, the, sorry, the second part of part two will be in October, and then the third part will be in November. So I'm going to assume if I do end up passing this, that we'll probably just wait till the whole thing's finished and just review the whole thing. It'll be 12 episodes long. Um, and yeah, so this part, I believe, because I haven't started it yet, I believe it's focusing on the Battle of Amritsar, Star Zone, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong, <laughs> but, um, in where we left off in the first season, this is kind of a, a, a tiny bit of a spoiler, a little bit, if you haven't watched any of it, or the original, but, um, where we left off in the first one, the Alliance had started to invade and and the Empire territory, and Reidhard had neglected to supply all of the areas in that, in that, in that territory, all the colonies in there, so that they became a burden on the Alliance, and having to deal with starving people and riots, the Alliance's um, uh, resources are now being exhausted. And right where we end it, Reinhard is ready to start pushing back at them. So now we are going to see how that whole war plays out. And there's some heavy stuff in this that paves the way for uh, some big conflicts in the Alliance. So I'm I'm interested. I'm excited to watch it. And Dude, I can't I'm, wait to see what yeah. uh, how they handle the remake, um, what changes they're going to make. I already saw screenshots that they left a great line in there from Mittenmeyer. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. What were you going to say? What going to say? I'm sorry. No, I'm happy that this is coming out this season because I think... Specifically, this timing is going to give 
people like Mandy and you guys, because you all three of you guys like this show, enough space to focus some good mental capacity to this show and like give yeah. us some good attention because the other I think a lot of these shows aren't going to be super crazy like plots to follow and stuff so a lot of mental energy can go to that one when I'm stoked to hear you guys talk about it like for real because I haven't watched the other ones well the right oh, you didn't watch the first part Mm-mm, never oh. did gonna have just, to do that <laughs> you can just watch the, yeah. the you, I think you can just watch the old one because they cover the 12 episodes of that for of that remake in about like seven minutes just kidding. Okay. It's not quite seven minutes, but it was like what, like five or six episodes they've covered. It's. I'm just kidding. I'm just being. There's some big moments trolling. that they might get to at the end of this season, so I'm excited to see how far it goes. Cause. Gotcha. God, if they go at this pace, it'll take them 12 years to finish the story. Anyway, no. there's a lot to cover. <laughs> yeah. But this yeah. one is also following the books. The OVA added a ton of shit in there that was not in the uh-huh. books, so this one is more faithful. And the uh, OVA is canon. Canon. Like no, 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 the novels are. I see. Cool. All, right. All right, I'm doing Assassin's Pride is my next pick. It's um, done by Studio EMT Squared, who has worked on Lenai Kobun and Kumamiko. For those of you that are fans of those shows, uh, in the world where only the aristocrats have the power to fight the monster Mana, a youth named Kufa is dispatched as a tutor to find. Mareda's talent, a nuisance girl born in the Duke's family. If she is not talented, assassinate her. That is the dark side of his task. Watch the trailer. Very energetic. Lots of fighting scenes. Very fast, like, um, you know, energetic, for lack of a better word, music. Fantasy show. Lots of magic. You know, it just seems like a typical anime show in a lot of ways. The trailer has, like, it's one of those trailers where they introduce, like, the character. They'll have, like, the still image with their name, and then they'll do something, and then they'll have another still image with another character. There's There was, like, one guy and, like, 12 girls in this trailer. So, I don't, it's not listed as a harem, but, like, it sure looks like it could be one. Um, but I'm going to assume it's not, because it's not under the genre list. But um, I think it's, uh, I don't know, a fantasy show with lots of magic fighting. So... For those of you that like magic, fantasy, and action, this is probably a decent uh, pick for you. I put it on my list because of all the shows that weren't sequels. And let's be clear, there are a lot of them. This one is the only show... This is this was the, the most anticipated show on my anime list that was not a sequel. So, that being said, the top six were all sequels. So, um, that's my pick, Assassin's Pride. It could be cool. We'll see when it comes out. Could be cool. Could be cool. Mitz is all about the magical fighting shows, these guys, this season. I, I want you to know I'm picking these shows based entirely off of their pictures. So, that's all nice. I do. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, do key visuals are supposed to give you a snapshot and flavor yeah. of the show. So, I look at the like, studio and I look at the picture. And let me just tell you right now that when we're, at, that when we're because we're picking 20 shows, I just assume we're going to. Oh, and by the way, 20 of these were sequels that we weren't going to be picking from. I mean, we it's pretty wild. much we pretty much covered everything. No matter, it's, it didn't really matter what anybody mm-hmm. put on their list. We were going to cover everything. So, um, hopefully, yep. Next up, Masson. Masson. Well, just like Mandy, uh, put a monopoly on all the uh, the animal shows this season. I put a monopoly on all the Madhouse shows, and I picked Ooh. up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well done, well done. No guns, life for my second pick. Uh, this is another sign in manga. This one obviously adopted by Madhouse. Um, I did that since Shaft isn't making anything this season, so I figured 
get some quality from a studio <laughs> I know is going to deliver. That's uh, such a specific sentence that only Mason shaft. would say. Yeah. So, Ooh, no guns like I could tell you what it's about, and I will, but it's much quicker to just go online and look at what this main character looks like. And that tells you all you need to know. Um, so, in the dark and gritty, like, post-war city streets, our main character is a member of a class of, like, dis- discharged cyborg soldiers. Sorry. Um, however, he has no memory of his previous life. Uh, he also has no head. Well, huh. his head is a giant revolver, and there's <laughs> not much more you need to say. His his head is a giant gun, uh, and he just is a hard-boiled dude his, who goes around. He's just a hard-boiled Jotaro from JoJo's he's just really hard. His head is a gun? His and it's really Reloading hard. must be a headache, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Got it's actually... Us. Oh, my God. <laughs> Medium sport. He can't even fire the gun. He actually needs someone behind him to like activate it and shoot. So so he can't like reach back and be doing that. No, he actually like needs. He can't trigger himself. He can't operate the whole his own gun. Oh (laughs) man, I can't wait to watch this. uh, I can't operate my own gun. I need someone else to fire my gun off, please. I need I need help firing my gun, guys. Would anyone like to help? Yeah. Um, this show could either be like super serious and like edgy and intense, or it could be kind of playful, and I could see both situations working. So I'm very interested to see how it goes about doing that. Um, I don't know. It looks pretty good. It just is so off the wall. I'm not sure if it will be interesting in all the like cybernetics, or if it's just going to be like, haha, his head's a gun. And because of that, we didn't think of anything else clever. So I'm hoping it's a fun time, but we'll see. It's uh, It looks nice, and it's I'm, it'll at least provide memes. I know that much. So 100%. So, uh, did you look up who made the original manga? I, I was trying to. I haven't looked it up yet, though. did not. I can do that while Enzo goes if he wants yeah, to. I, uh, I was wondering. There's something about the art style. Correct me if I'm wrong. That reminds me of Doro Hey Doro. Yes, yes, yes. Whoa! Holy shit, Mandy. What? That. That's such a good observation, dude. What? <laughs> Crazy. No, it's not the same person, but Crazy. it does look very similar. Yeah. It's so- definitely gonna get. This is definitely gonna get memes amazing because our chat already has said two funny things. So, uh, <laughs> Stacy Stacy D. Oh my god, I can't read. Stacy D. Pro said. So it's just 13 episodes of a poor dude looking for a cool hat to wear. And then also, <laughs> and then uh, we uh, silence oh, Yeah, uh, ooh, Mason, goddamn. And then so, and then Muses has and was like, so if he vomits, is it just is it machine gun fire or what? <laughs> I don't know. I found them really funny. It's uh, it's gonna be a, f- a good time, I think. And yeah, it's a whole new meaning too. I'm so mad, my head's going to explode. <laughs> Oof. Yo, Mandy is on some shit today. <laughs> What the coffee. Oh, there it is. On. That explains it. <laughs> All right. comedy is and coffee, heat. It's like 95 in here. So. True. All right. Am I? Is fried. I gotta speed it up a little. Gotta speed it up a little. Cool. Word. So my next pick. I'm actually stoked that there were two mystery detective type shits going on in this season. Um, this is one of them, and this show is called Babylon. And premise is very loose. I don't want to read the whole mouth thing because I don't like the way it's worded, but. 
it is basically a show revolving around a case, a kind of a murder case, kind of like a um, disappearance case that has to do with a, re- a drug research clinic. Um, some shit went down. Some detectives were on it. They find some weird shit at the crime scene, and it spirals from there. What drew me though to this, aside from it just being a mystery, because I know, like like Mandy, I, mystery is a huge like it's it's when it's done well, it's a fucking good thing to to like experience. So um, that alone has brought me in. It's a, it's a cop. It's like a cop mystery show too. So we got some detective stuff going on. We're gonna have some forensic stuff going on. Um, and the P, the art is very interesting. So this is done uh, by Studio uh, Revolut. Uh, per Mal, the only thing of note that they've worked on is Fully Cooly Alternative. Say what you want about Fully Cooly Alternative, but to me, you know, animation-wise, it's like fine. It's like fine. It's like it's like fine. But this is very different looking than that. This, the animation for this seems so noir. It's very noir. And they take, they, you know, like a lot of the color palette is deep shadows, a lot of deep blacks, a lot of like the lights in the background, you know, having that like, that like smoke looking look to them. I don't know how to explain that, but, and also the the camera angle is really interesting and the backgrounds are very nicely textured, which I don't see a lot in anime. Um, So I hope that this art style is not going to look janky as hell post episode one i hope that's not going to be the case i hope that the the you know the drama of the crime is going to be enough to carry the show through its slated um oh it's actually unknown but i hope you know at least 13 because a, a good drama needs time um not too much time so 13 i think would be good if they do a good job keeping it concise and impactful the whole time so looking forward to it you know cop drama drug incident whatever art style is really enticing so far per the pvs and uh i'm i'm down and the director actually sorry i meant i meant to uh i can do this the director he directed psychopath season two which gives me a good indication of what he can do with a cop type story so we we have expectations there from that. And we got but, two yeah, so. two animal shows, two gun shows, and we got two shows with Babylon in them. And just two de- and two like detective shows yeah. in general. Yeah. Wild. All right. Awesome. So my second pick is Ascendance of a Buckworm, which I also did a manga minute on. Um it's by it's being produced by Ajia Do or um, and they did Yokohama's Shopping Log and also How to Not Summon a Demon Lord. And it's being directed by Mitsuru Hongo, who I, I couldn't really find much on. Um, he's oh, He hasn't done anything that I've recognized. Uh, but yeah, I did a manga minute on this one. And the story is about this woman, Motsuo Urano, who loves books. And this is her passion. And she works as, as a librarian. But there is an earthquake one day where uh, the bookshelf topples over and kills her, unfortunately. Oh, shit, and okay. then she is reincarnated as a little girl. This is an isekai. Mm. And she's reincarnated as a little girl named Maine. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. 
she's reincarnated as a little girl named Maine in a medieval fantasy world. And she soon discovers that books are extremely rare and only the very wealthy are able to afford them at all, which is a real bummer to her because she's reincarnated into a very poor family. And so instead of just sinking in defeat, Maine decides that I'll just make books myself. And she's going to look for different ways to make a books that are make them affordable so people can buy them and um, we get to go through and see how she's going to make paper how she's going to make ink and she's going to work towards her goal of eventually becoming a librarian in this new world and this is the first time in a while that we've had an isekai with a very strong female protagonist so i'm very excited about that it's different it's not like a power fantasy and uh the pv is very charming they nailed the character designs and there's a lot of pastel colors very bright colors in this one but um and the music and the pv is also just as enchanting as the manga so i'm i've been really looking forward to this one a lot dude this premise sounds sick like legitimately yeah. it sounds so fucking dope i think you're gonna love it especially because of how much you love reading yeah. so i so love the dope. first volume of it i need to continue it i just haven't got the second volume yet but i love the first one dope. So i'm, I'm so looking, i'm looking forward to trying this one along you do with you yeah sick awesome and pastel colors work so well with it yeah okay my number one pick here we're at the we're now at the top picks supposedly is Ahiru no Soda, another anime with a goofy title. It's, it's like Duck's Sky or something. Not to be confused with Enzo's Hoshii no Sora. Mm-hmm. Just a very weird title for a base, for a basketball show. So it's done by Studio Dio Medea, who worked on Domestic Girlfriend and Squid Girl. Director Keizo Kusakawa, who worked on Akumuno Riddle and Asura Cryon. So, like, I mean... I don't know. I've seen pretty much all of those and not all that impressed. But um, the trailer looked good. It's um, about a weak. A st- it's so weird. They, it's he's a stout weak. Isn't that, are those, are those opposite? Are those opposite adjectives? If you're stout, you're like strong and formidable, right? I mean, I, it <laughs> just tends to be that way. But it's also like primarily like short. But yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, if someone said they sure. were stout, I would think they were okay. like resolute okay, or like maybe, of a heavy maybe build. I'm, maybe I'm wrong. All right. A stout, weak, yet, pa- yet highly passionate Sora Kuramatani enters Kizuryu High School with hopes that he'll fulfill his mother's wishes to dominate his first high school basketball tournament. However, the basketball club turned has turned into a den for delinquents and does anything but play basketball. In its club members... Momoharu Hanazono, a skilled blocker who can do power jumps but is horrible at shooting, and his twin brother Chiaki, a talented point guard who also lost interest in the sport. With just one game overwhelmed the adrenaline rush and excitement, and Soda's pure love for the game, the youth's burning out spirit for basketball rekindles. Um, yet another terribly written synopsis. Um, watch the PV, lots of Yankees with Pompadours, which you know I love, and I mean, it's a basketball show. I mean, what else can I say about it? The one note that I would like to make about it that I, that surprised me was that the pillows are doing the theme song. Um, yeah. Happy, mm, happy. Dope. With a title that I'm not so excited about, Happy Go Ducky. It's like, uh, uh, yeah, nah. but um, it looks <laughs> co- it, it's just the worst title ever. Like, who names a song Happy Go Ducky and then like has a straight face? Um, <laughs> so. Looks fun, you know. Another, it's, it's a sports show. It, it, um, it's, 
you know, I watched Slam Dunk recently and all the Yankee boys and that make the show a lot more fun when they're beating the crap out of each other and stuff. So looking forward to this and um, we will see how it turns out in a week or so. We will see, my dude. We will. We will see. It's a fact. The ducks will migrate. <laughs> there we go. I watched them. <laughs> what a statement. I love it. <laughs> so my it. number one pick of the season. Drum roll. Mm. Let him know. The other Madhouse show. The Josie manga. Chihaya mm. for season three, baby. The goat. Get excited. Uh, um, yeah. I am. I feel Be like excited. a lot of people are going to be asking, though, like, oh, how come, like, season three of this gets to be covered, but not, like, all the other popular sequels that are coming out this season? Well, suck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Or any, well, like, one, a, suck a, it. A, a, a season three? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for one... For uh, one, suck it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chiafru is just simply too great a series to ignore. Um, yeah. I also want to say, like, just because we're not explicitly going to be, like, covering and passing some of the other, like, sequels that are long-running, like... My Hero Academia, mm-hmm. Sword Art Online, uh, Shokugeki no Soma. Like, we're still going to be mentioning them. We'll be talking about them on Discord and social media. So, like, you'll get our takes there. And, like, Death. hey, now I can join those uh, watch parties finally. Um, yeah. But at that point, like, you already know what you think about those shows. And you already know what we think about those shows. So, like, you get the concept. And it's been, like, seven years since season two of Chiaki. Exactly. So, like, exactly. Yeah. And it's not really been discussed on the podcast during that time. And it's simply like, like Mandy said, it's just too damn good. And it's just worth good. the attention it's really good. it should get. So you'll still hear our opinions on the other shows. But, you know, give Chiar for you. It's time to the, the, the sun. And I was, like, debating about this. Of, like, oh, like, does this really deserve the top pick? Like, it's been a while since I've seen it. Last night, I put on some music to study to. And I happened upon the Chiar for soundtrack. Oof. And hearing those openings just brought back so many fond memories of like the first two seasons that I knew this upcoming season was going to be my number one pick easily. M- meant to be, my dude. Yeah. So for those who don't know, and you're about to find out because you're about to start watching, because I urge you mm. to do it after watching Ghost in the Shell. Um, Chihaya for and, and Manga Minute and, yeah. or Manga Club. Yeah, Manga <laughs> Club is doing it. Uh, Anime Club did it two episodes one episode ago uh everyone loved it. everyone who's smart loved it um (laughs) (laughs) so uh, the show follows the journey of chihaya ayase and her quest to become the best karuta player in japan by default than the world so karuta is a real life card game that employs reflexes listening skills memorization and strategy and is far more intense a sport than what the words card game might elicit in your thoughts um I think that's someone I kind of could jump in on season three, but you're missing out on leagues of excellence that like precedes it. So I wouldn't recommend it. Um, the cast is great. It's full of compelling characters, buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. Um, and they all play Karuta for different reasons. And I always say that the best sports shows make you want to play them. And this show makes everyone want to play this card game i mean we were going to f- buy a karuta set and play together yeah i mean we, <laughs> so, yeah. we still are going to do that one day we it's, should yeah it's non-negotiable <laughs> um yeah. but even then like you can easily play this game like make a homebrew with like a standard deck of cards just find an opponent and find someone else to either read or like find a recording like it can be done and it's such a fun thing that it sweeps you up in and it's you learn about the game you learn about this 
this environment that these characters live in. And it's just a blast. And I'm so excited to return to that world. And it's easily one of the best sports series of all time. And if this is just anything like more of the same of the previous works, I'll be so very content. So that's, wow. that's my nice. number one pick. And I'm very, very thrilled to have it back. The podcast is stoked. And yes. our and our community I'm is so also excited. Yeah. And the community yeah. on the Discord is also stoked for this. Like yeah. the our mods are stoked. Listeners are stoked. Like we are we're stoked for this fucking show. Like I'm just, I'm happy we we're doing it as a as a as a pick for sure. Oh, uh, side note: Are, are we? Are we? Uh, are we? Is, is Cardo really a sport? I mean, it's about as much of a sport. Yes. As, yes. Is, all right. <laughs> Convince Maybe me of that. Compete in. Okay. Maybe compete in. And, yeah, and I can compete in like who can hold my breath longer while driving through a tunnel, but that's not a sport. Should be. I've seen that JoJo episode. All right, next. <laughs> if JoJo's done it. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a second. <laughs> um, oh, me next, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. So I mentioned earlier that there are two detective shows on this season, and haha, I have them both. And this one. I'm excited for this one, too. Dude, this one is fucking. I saw the PVs for this, and I was like, yep, this is the one. And uh, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, I was, I was I'm surprised say, you didn't put it. Love Sherlock. Yeah, I, I was surprised you didn't put it in number one. This, I was like, this was on I was all like, of our list. I didn't think anyone else Ugh. was gonna want it, so I thought I was safe. I, I was like, tactical. I was like, she, I was like, Sherlock is in the name of this. Why is it in her number one? I but do love Sherlock. You do love, you do love some Sherlock. Yeah. So this is by um, Production IG, which is you know a studio that I think deserves the benefit of the doubt when they put something out. So that it's got that behind it. The director is Ai Yoshimuro, who has touched on Ohana, worked a lot on Gintama, um, and a whole bunch of other stuff that is, like, well-liked. And the reason I'm stoked on the fact that, like, Gintama and stuff is on this list is because this show, per the PVs, immediately has a lot of characters in it. Like, there's a lot of characters in there. There's a lot of, like... The PVs are set to big band jazz upbeat music, um, which is something that always, you know, brings me in. Think, um, think Bacano type stuff. Um, think a, um, you know, take away the sci-fi, take away the the Western of bebop, but the, like the text and the presentation has a similar sort of like feel to it too. The PV was very bold in its text. It has, it has several shots of just like bold color of frames with text on it, which uh, to me is an eye catching technique for, you know, presenting text as a, as like an impactful thing. Um, yeah. Oh, and it, it's like very, very banana fishy too, sort of. So like it, it has it has the flavor it has a flavor that i don't get too often in anime and half the time when it is given it's not given that well but uh so i'm hoping this one is gonna do well i'm gonna read the synopsis on mal i don't like it that much but it's 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 just i'm just gonna read it um synopsis says shinjuku ward east side the center of the street with the most chaos there is a kabukiko with full with full of neon lights, oh my God, Mal! When the light is stronger, the shadow is deeper. The story begins when certain bizarre when a certain bizarre murder happens one night. Is there a suspense or comedy drama that cannot identify begins? That is definitely a Google Translate. That is definitely a Google Translate by Mal. Holy shit! But 
Yeah, essentially, yeah. There's it's it's a it's a mystery. The characters in the PVs are very bombastic, um, super high energy. A lot of them, like a lot of characters. A lo- I'm hoping for a lot of interactions. I'm hoping for some good plot twists. I'm hoping for a lot of different underground sectors moving towards a, a goal. You know, I'm hoping for some twists here and there. Hoping for some good music because the PVs have good music. I'm hoping for some good color. Um, so I'm I'm excited. I'm like really excited for this, and I hope that the mystery along with all the aesthetics that's giving holds up so that's that's where i'm at i'm, I'm happy that you guys are also had it on your list so we, we i hope we have a good discussion about this in the yeah. coming months you know i'm excited same is we, there a manga for this one actually um i don't think so i think it's an oh. original let me double check hell though. yeah even cooler yeah because i didn't see the adaption thing here but honestly i trust manny's brain more than mal so it, yeah no it's an original <laughs> oh dope cool 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 yeah so that's that's to me like mason is also a plus because they're not bound to a set thing they can go off if they want to so dope i like the adjective awesome. use banana fishy yeah banana it's banana fishy. fishy you know it's like it, it has that flavor like it has that like banana that fish York- flavor it has a it's banana flavor, which is a, which would be a shit flavor to be right? Wouldn't that be trash? <laughs> but yeah, that would fucking smell. Oh, but uh, but yeah. So um, I'm hoping that it brings me that New York City fast, upbeat jazz big band vibe that could be really cool. In the yeah. actual word of like the actual meaning of cool, you know. So looking forward awesome. to it. Up next. <laughs> my first pick, which is outside of Shihaya Furu, this is one of my most anticipated anime. I'm so excited. It is called Hokago Sakoro Club, or AKA After School Dice Club, and it is being adapted by Linden Films, based on a manga, and it's directed by Kenichi Im- Imaizumi. And this is a slice of life about three different girls who go and play board games after school. And Hell that's yeah. it. And it is uh, based yeah. in Kyoto in spring. Aya is our main girl, and she just moved to a new town. And there's also Miki, who is her shy best friend. And one day, while they're walking home from school, they follow the committee president, Midori, to a specialty board game store called Dice Club. And without thinking, they just try out a German board game. And let me tell you, from this PV, there are some very popular board games in this PV. <laughs> and I saw some games such as Codenames, Hanabi, <gasps> Wait, Oh My real? Goods, Elf World. There are board games featuring this that actually exist and some that I own in my own collection. Dude. And so, yeah, they're not just playing Monopoly or, you know, Life. Some they're playing shit. very niche Dude, uh, games. And you can see a great deal of passion put into this with the games that they chose. This, whoever made this really loves board games. And I also saw this um, uh, mention on Board Game Geek, which I frequent quite often because That's I huge. love board games. Yeah. <laughs> I used to go game nights every week and I go gen con almost every year board games are a big part of my life so i'm really excited to try this out and i man i can't wait to see what other kind of games they play yeah that is dope i didn't watch the trailer because honestly i was like i'm not even gonna put this on my list because it's, it's just mandy's no, no, <laughs> like, I, just, I was like i'm not even gonna challenge for this one so i didn't even watch the pvs that's crazy that they have those games like like those games in there dude like they did yeah. the, they did their homework if not yeah just love board games themselves yeah um, i'm curious because they even have like all of the original logos original art they have oh they reached out like the companies too so obviously yeah. they've reached out to a they ton of companies out. and were like they reached out 
for sure. Yeah, so that, it kind of gives me that kind of like high score girl kind of vibe where it's like that. Yes. I learned a lot about arcade uh, life in that and so much nostalgia in there. So, Dude, that's that's incredible. That, I, I, I know how exciting that makes you feel because I remember, I mean, this is not even that close of an excitement, but in Carol and Tuesday in episode one, when you see the actual Instagram logo, like I was like, <laughs> oh, this, I was like, yeah, they're pouring money into the show. Like yeah. they, they, they're going for it. So <laughs> that's dope. Can I mention one last thing about my anime? That is very crucial the to Sherlock? me. Sherlock? Yes. Real quick. Okay. The sound director is a sound director for Beck. Just it. I just wanted to say that. Oh, right. nice. That's it. Moving on go. from that. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, this board game show is dope. I didn't even put it on my list. I was like, this is Mandy's show. Mandy wants the This is her. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, I find it funny that, like I said earlier, the same studio that's doing Board Game Club is doing Blade of the Immortal. Oh. It's so We'll see where they divert their uh, budget. That's but I've crazy. got high hopes for both. That's crazy. I'm going to watch this PV right now if you guys don't right, mind. Because fuck. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I'm going to, dude. It looks great. <laughs> I think. Do we want to review our picks really quickly? Uh, go through like our the five we picked? I think we should. I think we should. I, I picked um, Ahida no Soda, Assassin's Pride, The Cautious Hero, The Special Ops, Sex Special 7, The Police <laughs> Show, and Fake Grand Order. <laughs> I picked uh, Chihaya Furu, Season 3, no Guns Life, Blade of the Immortal, Rifle is Beautiful, and Null Peta. Dope. Um, I have High Score Girl Season 2, Hoshitai, Hoshitai no Sora, Kono Oto Tomare Season 2, Babylon, and Kabukicho, Kabukicho, Sherlock, which I'm very excited for. I have Africa, No Salaryman, Beastars, Legend of Galactic Heroes Part 2 of New Thesis, um, Ascendance of a Bookworm, and Dice Club. Hell yeah, man. Excellent. And uh, I'm, actually, I'm actually stoked in general for us. Wow. There's a lot that I'm yeah. really excited about. Yeah. Now, how many of those I continue watching? Yeah. We'll only, only eight will make it, plus or minus but there are a choices lot. and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah. Before yeah. we head to our news break, though, we have another in-show weekly trivia question, and that is, in Chihayafuru... What was the first Karuta card that Chihaya ever took? You'll find out real soon. Good luck. Oh, you anime junkies out there, welcome back to another anime news break. Mitsugi's here, let's get started. Starting off, it looks like Demon Slayer is getting a sequel anime film that's going to be directed by Haro Sotozaki and also is going to be done by production studio UFO Table, who does great work. For the synopsis, ever since the death of his father, the burden of supporting the family has fallen upon Tanjiro Kamado's shoulders. Through living impoverished on a remote mountain, the Kamado family are able to, to enjoy a relatively peaceful and happy life. One day, Tanjiro decides to go down to the local village to make a little money selling charcoal, and on his way back, night falls, forcing him to take shelter in the house of a strange man who warns him of the existence of flesh-eating demons that lurk in the woods at night. So, more to the synopsis after that, don't want to read the whole thing, but if you're a fan of Demon Slayer, there is going to be an anime film coming out 
So uh, you're going to want to check that out coming up in the future when that when that finally does air. Next up, the 12th episode of Eren no Shobotai is getting delayed, it looks like, due to the IAAF World Athletics Championships Doha 2019. So the episode will come out on the 12th of October, but it is being delayed by quite a bit to make room for other programming. Of course, uh, Fire Force, the English title animated by David Productions, very popular because of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and is based on Atsushi Okubo's manga of the same name. Next up, Yamakon is in the news again, the very controversial director who's done work with things like Wake Up Girls, etc. Well, he is doing a crowdfunding campaign now that he's back from his self-imposed imposed hiatus. There is a campfire crowdfund page for a film that he's working on called Magical Girls, literally. And he's trying to raise about roughly $100,000 in 33 days, and he's already raised about a quarter of that. Um, going to show that maybe his ma- mass controversial behavior hasn't really affected him all that much, and he's probably going to get funded. Uh, he describes the project as, Yamamoto rises up. A huge storm was blown into the devastated anime world. In order to open the door to a new era, I'm proposing a new original anime titled Magical Girls. Now, the, t- the key visual shows a magical girl with angel wings surrounded by a blazing fire. So, um... I don't know who's left that's a fan of Yamakon, but if you are, he is um, he has a crowdfunding page out there, so you can contribute to it if you wish. And lastly, some interesting news. It looks like production company employees from Studio 4 Degrees Centigrade are also complaining about unpaid overtime. Earlier this month, there were some people from Madhouse Studio who joined a black company trade union to get paid around $27,000 that they hadn't received in unpaid overtime. That person stated back then that they had worked 293 hours over the Japanese government's proposed limit for overtime. So that's three, two, 393 total hours of overtime that month, which is just insane. Now another employee at Studio 4 Degrees Centigrade is following in their footsteps saying that they worked 100 hours of overtime in a month and other employees worked over 200 hours in the, in, in the month in overtime and were unpaid for it. So just a continuing trend of anime studios in Japan not paying their employees for the, well, literal slave labor that they are uh, employing them under since they're not paying them for the work that they're doing. This is Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now, time to get back to the podcast. After parties, hobby addicts, hunt episodes. After parties, hobby addicts, hunt episodes. After parties, hobby addicts, hunt episodes. What in the world are you two doing? I'm trying to sleep here. It's midnight. We're using Mandy's arcane power to do a content prayer dance. Yeah, we're hoping the content gods bless us with thrilling entertainment for the fans. Content prayer dance. You know, there's a much easier way to make better content. How about starting with studying our vast archive of additional content on aaapodcast.com? Oh, I already have. I mean, it's only seven bucks a month for almost eight additional episodes every month. That's less than a dollar per extra episode and super easy to get to. Just got to type aapodcast.com slash join to become a member. You went through the whole archive? It's hundreds of hours! Well, Senpai, anything is possible. If you believe. I think I'll just leave you two alone. Hey, is he gone yet? Yeah, ready? Yeah. After parties, hobby addicts, anti episodes. After parties, hobby addicts, anti episodes. うんと、うんと、この番組はJlist.comの提供でお送りします。
Welcome back to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, where we are just love making anime addiction worse. Before we went on break, we asked you the question in Chihayafuru, what was the first Kadota card that, Ch- that Chihaya ever took? The answer to that question is Swift Waters Parted by the Jagged Rocks or Joined at River's End. It was the first card she was able to take from Arata. Um, and now that we're back, jammed to some good tunes, I can also let you guys know that if you love us on iTunes, you can leave us a five-star review. Very simple. And if you do, you can leave a little message just like uh, Hotonis did. And they said, five stars, a new favorite. For iTunes review. Hotonas uh, continues with I just found this podcast for the first time and it is fantastic. I love the balance between voices, the topics covered, Harry all the way, by the way, and the dynamic between the hosts. I do have one teeny Oh, I do have one teeny ting things to set to say though. I have one teeny tiny things to say though. Hestia is bestia. <laughs> Dude, Hestia's bestia was like conquered my Twitter feed when Don Machi first came out. Um, but uh, if you guys want to give a, you know, show us some love, we do really, really, really appreciate five star reviews. The ones on iTunes make us stand out above the other guys. They all do good work, but we want to show that we do the bestest work. So thank you so much to. Hotonis for leaving the review. You guys can show love in other ways too. You guys can follow us on our socials. You can follow us here on Twitch. Um, you can also, you know, thumbs up us on any platform in whatever way that means, whatever platform you use. So thanks again for writing in, dudes. I appreciate the loves. And now we got something to do, right, Mandy? We do. We do. We have a review. I was, like, I was like, is there something else happening that I don't know about? I was wondering, too. <laughs> no, the thing. We're here to do the thing. We're going to do the thing. <laughs> the thing, you know, the thing. Well, this was a Mitsugi show. It sure was. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Oh, yeah. So. What are we yeah, that makes sense. What are we? Wait <laughs> on. Wait on. Wait Wait on. So, um, why the hell are you here, sensei? Hey, uh, Could I ask a, you that, my damn self? A, a collection of delightful... Uh, encounters in unusual places with busty senseis and their very um, hormonal students. I would say, <laughs> I would say, as 17-year-old Ichiro Sato, the average teenager, always finds himself in preferred situations with his teacher Kana Kojima, Kojima the Devil, or whatever they call her in the show, uh, including episode one where he's going to the restroom and. <laughs> And uh, oh my god! And she happens to be using the restroom in a stall in the boys' bathroom, and he's like, "Why the hell are you here, Sensei?" And so, and so, a a a romantic cavalcade of passion blooms in those stalls in the in in the fire of youth, done mm-hmm. by Studio Tear Studio. Um, have, have they done anything? Let's see. Tear Studio. They've done five shows. Lord of Vermilion. They did that, and that's it. So this is their second anime that, that, that they've ever done, directed by Hiraku Kaneko, whom he's got a pretty sweet hat in his photo. Um, Kandagawa Jet Girls, which I think hasn't come out yet, but he's gonna be he's gonna be doing the uh, directing on for that. And a bunch of like you know small sorts of. Oh, Saquon no Quasar. That explains a lot. Which is a show where you get power <laughs> from drinking women's breast milk. So there's that. Mm. And mm-hmm. um, a couple other shows. So, um, 
I pretty much gave the synopsis, but back when I was watching this, um, it's a te- it's a it's a short show, twelve episodes, ten minutes per episode. So I think it's actually twelve minutes an episode. But mm-hmm. um, if you skip the opening and ending, it's like eight minutes, and so you can blaze through it really quick. Uh, I remember I recalled passing this show because the first three episodes I thought were like genuinely funny, unlike um, a lot of anime that try to be funny in my opinion but fail because they just. I don't know, deliver the same jokes that other anime have done 10 million times. Comedy anime is just not my... I don't, I don't, I don't find anime funny. I don't know normally. I don't know why that is. But, I do. But, I mean, some people obviously do. It's a, it's a genre that exists. Um, but the, uh, like the slapstick comedy and the, the word puns don't really do it for me. But um, this anime, I passed it. The first three episodes were uh, shocking, I would say, and pretty. I, I found I found them pretty funny. I mean, it's been a while since I watched the first three episodes, but he bumps into the teacher in the in the bathroom, and then he bumps into her into her again in the laundromat, and it's like raining, so she's taking shelter in the laundromat, and she's like drying her clothes in the laundromat, and you know she's like gorgeous and busty, and you know what else can you say? I was uh, gonna say mega hot. Bumping into bumping into her is an understatement. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if, as, as I recall, and you had, you had to bumping you had to ref- into her more like episode. it. <laughs> oh, that's kind of the point. So like, there is an uncensored version of this. You can get it. Uh, the first four episodes already came out uncensored. You can find those online. If you want to get the whole thing uncensored, I don't think they come out until later in the year, so you have to wait. But like, yeah, in the second episode, uh, she like I think she gets on his shoulders and is trying to reach something on a shelf, and so you know she's all like naked, and he's like you know freaking out because mm-hmm. she's on his shoulders, and then then there's a scene where like they're in a baby pool outside in the yard, and the, ba- the and the and, and the baby grabs, <laughs> and the baby's like they're they're talking about something, and the baby grabs. We're her. not even in spoilers yet. There are, yeah, there aren't spoilers. Yet. <laughs> oh yeah, spoilers. yeah. Okay, Boom. we'll just keep going. Okay, I, I'm going out of order. Expectations, guys. What were your expe- We'll get to all the juicy bits later. Um, what were your expectations I, 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 watching this? Yeah, I'll go first. So I, I mean, no, to no surprise to literally anyone, including the listeners, I've been chaotically busy. So I took a, I took a, a very difficult decision to take a break from this show and not watch this one. You know what I'm saying? Very difficult, Real difficult. really difficult decision to pick this one to skip. <laughs> so, but that doesn't mean I didn't have expectations, right? So I remember when Mitz passed the show, I remember him saying that it was funnier than expected. And the thing is like, you know, for, for as much as I, uh, have pretty high story standards for shows. I'm also down to be trash and like enjoy a good old like dumb thing. Um, this one seemed like a ridiculous dumb thing that I could have potentially enjoyed uh, just from a fucking, just from a like, I got nothing else to do, so I'm doing this type thing. Um, so so I expected it to actually be a little funny. You know, I was, I was like, maybe I'll, maybe this will be funny. You know, so I don't know if it was. I didn't watch anything past like episode two, I believe. But uh, I guess my fellow co-hosts will let me know if my expectations were met or not. Okay. Uh, I had zero expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I went into this knowing it was trash. <laughs> and that was it. My mind was a blank slate. <laughs> mm, okay. Oh, yeah, I had no expect. I was just like, oh, another short. I've been tending to like those as of recently. Maybe I will like this one. Mm-hmm. Press mm-hmm. play. Press play. Uh, stuff happened. Mm. <laughs> yep. that, that was as, my expectation. As usually so. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. 
What about you, hmm. Mitz? Um, well, I mean, I, I watched the first three episodes, and the show is consistent. True. So I knew True. what I knew what it was. I, I my only did my only uh, regret is that I did not seek out the uncensored version of the show. Uh, I, mm. I, I may still, we'll see, but uh, I, it was not just something that popped up on Google right away when I looked for it. So I was like, screw it. Gotcha. But uh, you know, I, th- I expected it to be funny. I knew it was going to be trash. Um, but um, you know, sometimes. Sometimes we like lo- sometimes we like to go to Dairy Queen and get a large blizzard. And sometimes my dude, yes, you know what I'm saying Fuck. it doesn't always have <laughs> That's to be a great metaphor. It doesn't always <laughs> a good have way to, way to be to fucking put it, dude. <laughs> salads and couscous. You know, take that salads and couscous, eat it. It's good for you. But sometimes you want to go get a giant. You know what? And if it's me, it's a Butterfinger blizzard. That's what I like. Oof. Give me yeah. a Butterfinger Double blizzard. Double down. Yeah, and you know what? And you know, and you could turn the cup upside down if you want to. I know it doesn't fall out. You think you're cool when you do it, you know, <laughs> Mr. Dairy Queen. But go ahead and do it anyway. And I'm gonna eat the shit out of that blizzard. You put enough mm. xanthan gum in that. Mm. It, if you put enough xanthan gum in water, it'll turn into glue. Mm. So you know what? You're mm. not that cool. Okay. I'd be sure. down for a Mr. Dairy Queen dating sim. That'd be good. That'd be a oh, wild shit. ride. That'd be a wild ride. They should, have, yeah, so guess, the they should have poured a dairy. Sky's limit now. <laughs> they should have poured a Dairy Queen Blizzard on one of the teachers, and you know what comes. Anyway. You know what comes next. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. All right. So I guess Mitz, like, let me know then. Would you? Not to me, because I don't think you would recommend this to me. But would you recommend this show? Spoiler free for please. people who like etchy and even hentai. Yeah, definitely, I would. Mm. Um, because it's censored, but it's pretty clear that in the uncensored version, it would be a hentai. Uh, there are scenes, many instances where it's not just like, oh, I grabbed a boob, or oh, she was topless. It's like, there's more going on. I'm grabbing on. those boobs. No. I see. Like, I'm going, I see. I'm going to the deep south type activity. I see. So yeah, if you like hentai okay. or etchy comedy, you probably would like this. And if you don't, you won't like it. I think it's simple like that. You just draw the line. Simple. Word. What about you guys? Do you want to go, go first? Go, Mason. You so go. This, you go ahead. This show <laughs> is trashy, but it knows it. And just for that, it gets a little bit of points in my book. And this is... Huge. This is. <laughs> I'd recommend this show if you're a fan of Rube Goldberg's. Because the, the, the end situations that these characters find themselves in don't just happen because, like, oh, a dude slipped on a banana peel and actually uh, happened. It's... Uh, a banana peel that slips, which triggers a window falling, which triggers a Happy Meal toy, which triggers this, which <laughs> knocks over a bookshelf, which it's like this whole cavalcade of just umbrellas. Yeah, just oh, yeah. ridiculousness. And it's almost gets to the point where there is a bit of fun comedy to that aspect of it. And personally, I think that because it was so heavily censored with like disapproving stamps or like big chalkboards that just fill up the entire screen. That almost lent more to the comedy, and I think if it, mm. it didn't have that, it would actually just be straight up Annoying. too etchy, and just it would lose that playfulness that it had going for it. I can see that. So I would actually recommend the censored version for someone with uh, <laughs> weak inhibitions <laughs> like myself. And uh, if, like Mitt said, if you like etchy, actually give it a shot. If not, though, this is <laughs> not for you. Mm. I agree completely with Mason entirely. I think it's better censored if it's uncensored. It might as well just be a hentai. It <laughs> like, would, it's weird. It would it's like, be a hentai. <laughs> right, it's like, right. It's, for me, the weird thing is it didn't go far enough. 
What? I found the jokes to be Sick. completely repetitive, but I judge all etchy to the stands as a prison school. So uh, okay. Uh, okay, okay, okay. That's good, con- that's good context. Okay, okay, okay. Let me tell you, prison school is the, the wildest the thing ever. Yeah, true. <laughs> True, 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 true. Okay, that's that's good context for the listeners there. <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> um, I don't re- recommend it. I didn't think it was very funny. <laughs> I felt like the jokes were so repetitive. It's the same thing over and over and over, and it didn't go far enough for oh, it to be funny. That's anime for you. <laughs> it be, it do be like that. It do be like that. That was it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Right, Let's so. get into spoilers. Spoilers are coming. Oh my god! My only regret in so the <laughs> my only regret in the show was that they changed teachers. I um I really liked the first teacher and didn't like some of the later teachers. I didn't like teacher three and four as much. So I mean, okay. the show is broken into twelve episodes, and it should have been obvious to me that they were gonna mix it up because there's multiple teachers in like the openings and whatnot, but. There's one teacher for three episodes, and they each get three episodes, and then they keep switching, and then they each end up like falling in love with or ending up with one another a different student. So the whole show is taboo already because, you know, it, it just so happens that like every kid, they're not really, I guess they're not really kids, like they're kids, but they're not like ten. They're I think they're like seventeen-ish or whatever. But so like the the students and the teachers always happen to have known each other in the past so like they, they would like grow up together or whatever so there's always some memory that they share and then they always end up like a couple and the, the first two couples were by far my favorite out of the out of the four i didn't really i didn't care for the third boy because he was like way too young looking like seeming it was just like they were trying to fetishize it a little too much i'm just not into like the little boy thing i know he wasn't he's yeah, not weird he's not a little boy but he's smaller and like he comes off as younger, even though I think they're, I'm sure that they're all intended to be, they're all probably the same age, but he just doesn't seem it. And I didn't care for the third, for the fourth girl. So I thought that the, the second couple was really cute because. Ooh, she was great. The second couple. Was, I agree. The second, <laughs> My favorite. The second couple was really cute because like the guy um, was like this big hulking dude that everybody's scared of. And then there's like the young girl who gives him a shot. So like that was cute. And then I liked the first couple the best because the, the teacher was like, it was just wild, like just wild shit went down, um, pretty much the whole time. But, um, yeah, it's the right length though. I think because if it was any longer, it would be too much. But um, I'm surprised to hear that Mandy that you thought it didn't go far enough because like there's straight up like oral sex nope. in this. Like the third, the third boy. I mean, the th- is being weird as shit. Yeah, not 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 so far. <laughs> okay, like- well, it's not weird, but like the third boy does perform oral sex on the on the teacher like at least twice so um and i'm pretty sure they have sex like in this so i'm sure if it was uncensored there's definitely like full-on sex happening so but it is super censored like there's they don't even try like there's there's shots where like something is happening and they're just like they'll put like a huge circle up with like a anime character on it that'll say like you know like oi like don't look at it or whatever it's like covers the whole damn screen because it's so censored like you can't see anything so why do you guys like the fourth I, girl the best? I mean, I was just going to go through in order, but yeah, we can jump straight to the fourth set. So that was episodes 10 through 12, right? which was like Tachibana, the teacher, and like Tanaka, the kid. And I didn't like Tanaka that great, but... Uh, which one yeah, was Tanaka? Was the fourth guy? Yeah, the dude who like worked okay. in that like super manly kitchen, Yeah, which yeah, was okay. uh, <laughs> great. 
Um, no, the teacher, the ice queen. That's obviously yeah. my my aesthetic with the white hair. She was just the great science lady. Uh, except, except the biggest sin of this show Uh-oh. is when they get trapped in a cave. Okay, and they like fall to the ground, and it shows the stalagmites, and then the lady talks about stalactites. Which are oh, on the ceiling. You oh, dumb shit. science lady, you oh, should have known that. <laughs> oh, you caught that, my dude? That was uh, that completely broke immersion for me. Mm. So, uh, zero out... No, I, I don't know if it was even <laughs> the translations, but it did bug me. But, uh, no, she was great. I like I like that look. I just don't like her shoes. For, I don't like the shoes. But uh, I agree that... You judging the, her shoes? Yeah, her shoes were not... What are those, dude? You know? What are those? <laughs> what are those, my guy? Uh, I agree. Mindy. <laughs> I'm just going to say you're in spam prison school just, gifts yeah. into our chat. Let that's, you know how great prison why. school is. My God. Um, I thought the third set, uh, like Mitz mentioned, with the like the the younger looking boy was definitely the worst of the couples. And the animation got really off model there. Um, but it did have the moment in episode nine because every episode begins with the the student proclaiming, like, why are you here, sensei, mm-hmm. as some yeah. weird thing happens. But episode nine, we finally got the teacher exclaiming, why are you here, student? And it was, like, a just, <laughs> it was, like, the one punchline that it was building right. to. And it was w- really well done. Uh, the second set, with, like, the smaller teacher and uh, Suzuki, like, the imposing guy, I thought his voice actor was amazing. And it had so many great moments of just like disbelief and like incredulity that was just very funny but the animation definitely started to take a hit during that segment um i thought the first set was fine it was the most consistent and was like you could definitely just watch an episode or two of the show and get the concept because i do think they started repeating like setups as things went on and uh that's my uh quick review of what i thought about each set while i'm looking at prison school (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna put this gif in our live stream chat (laughs) i like the uh, prison school is so wild bro i like the first boy's mother she was like trying to hook him up hook him up with the with the uh with the with the with the first teacher like all the time and um she knew what was going on she was so funny I, i loved it there was a scene where they had finally like hooked up or whatever, and they were like a, basically a couple. And then the and the mother had confirmed that, and she's like, "Oh, I feel so great! I feel so much better about my uh, my future security." And she like runs away, and then the little daughter runs with her, and the, mo- the daughter's like, "Security!" Like she was like mimicking the mom. It was it was cute. It kind of reminded me of Totoro. I got Totoro moment in uh, in uh, why the hell are you here, Sensei? That's <laughs> I would never have made that connection. <laughs> was the sucking out the snake venom scene the most absurd thing? No, um, I think what was it? This toy is now an adult toy. Yeah, <laughs> this, this, the, like, the happy fish meal. Toy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When she <laughs> that was tra- weird. She trades her. It's like a panda or something for like a wind-up fish that flaps around. Right. And somehow this fish oh. uh, catapults into her uh, breasticle area and starts flapping around, and she's okay. like about that. And that was of course. Wouldn't you be definitely something? There was a. I take it back. Umbrella of Justice quickly uh, came into play, and it was a wild, wild ride. 
I like the scene with the second girl when they were like fumbling for some kind of a key or something, and the key (laughs) goes down the back of her shirt, and it and it and it somehow unclips her bra, and then continues to fall and gets stuck in her butt in her butt cheeks. (laughs) <laughs> and she's like it's in my butt cheeks and so the the, the guy's looking for the, and he then he has to go into like her butt and get the key out <laughs> and I'm like first of all how does a key undo a bra and how does the key get wedged perfectly into her butt cheeks <laughs> I was like I've never seen that before so um, that's the show in a nutshell I would say if that sounds good then you're good to go I mean at the end of the day it like knew it was trash and it leaned into it and that was fun and it like, there was confessions. Like, everyone was kind of better off for this. It didn't feel, like, too skeevy or too, like, dirty in, like, how things came about. So, it was just a fun ride. And I think, I mean, I don't know if there's more to say. The music was fine on Memorable. The animation was fine most of the time, except for, like, the middle episodes. It took a big hit. Um I don't know if I have much more to say about it than that. It outside just kind of was of, what it was. Outside of some of the most bizarre parts, like like the toy and the umbrella, I felt like a lot of the jokes were the same. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah. oh, I somehow made her clothes fly off, and now my face is in her boobs, or mm. now my face is in her crotch. It was like, I don't know, it was just the same thing over and over. So after a while, I was like, okay, I've seen this joke. But... um the second guy was my favorite guy. That guy was really nice. Yeah. He was, like, trying so hard. <laughs> he was just a really sweet guy. And I also agree, the last girl was my favorite. Because she was like that, um, I don't, like, she wasn't phased by anything that happened. If something, she, like, if something <laughs> happened to her, she just brushed it off. I was like, it's okay. <laughs> so, um, but I was really surprised that they all ended up in relationships at the end. I didn't think that was ever going to happen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cute that they all ended up like getting married to each other. And I like that the that like their stories kind of overlap. So like one couple will show up in another couple's arc. Um, so I don't know. It's just kind of neat. So like one couple discovers the other couple while <laughs> she's stuck in the floor in an abandoned building and peeing into a bucket. Like, like what the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, yeah, dude. So the one teacher is trying to sneak up on her, her, like, her, her guy or whatever, and she... Her, she falls through this floor because it's an old abandoned building. It's like a haunted building, and she's like hanging half. She's hanging halfway through the floor, with like her arms up on the floor. So like she's about like she's going through the floor like around like where her, where her chest area is, and she's stuck. And she's been there for so long that she has to pee. So the boy finds her later, and she sees her dangling legs, and she's like, "I have to pee." So then she gets a bucket. He gets a bucket, and she pees into the bucket, and then like. The another couple who the other couple who's like in the building hears the what hears the noise of the bucket like the pee in the bucket uh, it was it was wild bizarre wild dude <laughs> just bizarre shit happening so um I don't have anything else to say about it it's just it's a it's just a if, if you like etchy comedy I think you'll like it I mean and if you don't you won't like it it's just it's just that simple really so and it's not meant for people who don't like etchy comedy like it's not trying to conceal what it is. So it's about mm. it's it's like a it's like a Queen's Blade level like it's obvious that it's there for people who want to like, you know, look up dirty pictures afterwards. So, <laughs> um, I thought it was fine. I it's not like it's it's obviously not like some great masterpiece of anime by any stretch, but I think it does what it's trying to do decently. Um, it's short, so it's easy to consume. You know, it didn't take like eight and a half hours to watch it. You know, you can blitz you can blitz through it and like. 
I don't even know, an hour and a half, maybe. Uh, it's It was fun. I'll give it um, two and a half very flimsily clasped bras out of five. Or two and a half bouncing <laughs> b- bouncing boobies. It's not bad. You um, go ahead, Mason. I'm just sitting here spamming prison school. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> you should watch prison school. That Medusa gifful haunts me. Peak intellectual That content. had the best censoring out of any etchy that I've seen. So I, as you know, I'm not a big fan of etchy. And this show is definitely not for me. That's obvious enough. But it didn't take itself that seriously. And it was a short. And it had some moments where it was somewhat fun. And so if you're, like Mitt said, a fan of this genre, absolutely worth checking out. I mean, I'm... I'm Obviously, just going to go with uh, one and a half Happy Meal fish toys out of five. Um, those poor fish toys. Those poor, poor it's fish toys. It's now an adult toy, though. It's no, it's no longer a Happy just, Meals toy. Just because I didn't get much out of it. But <laughs> if you like this kind of stuff, you know who you are. So uh, give it a shot. Um, so I don't really know what else to say. This is definitely just like a quick comedy. Like there, like it's really hard for me to rate something like this because it's like, okay, I'm gonna put it on just for a stupid laugh and that's it. Like that's that's what you're gonna get out of this. But um, if I have to really give it a score, I would say that I didn't really. I don't know. I didn't really laugh much at this. I think I chuckled a couple times. The fish toy was one of them. That one got a chuckle out of me. <laughs> and I liked some of the censoring parts. Those made me laugh because um, I actually kind of liked where you couldn't see what was going on. <laughs> like, yeah. just what they were saying made me laugh. Yeah, the censoring um, was great. Yeah, but like the blackboard and yeah, like you were saying, disapproving faces. Those made me laugh. Um... I think it was a show that I think would work better as a hentai. I don't know, because I don't really know why you'd watch it. (laughs) But um, if you just want to watch something stupid, like something very quick and stupid, um, I guess you can give it a shot. But um, I think I'd also give it a 1.5 adult fish toys out. (laughs) (laughs) Adult fish toys. Adult fish toys. That actually made me laugh when she's like in the bed, like, it's now an adult toy. Yep. (laughs) That made me laugh. I think this is like the most, I don't know if we've ever had a, when we pulled social media for the score, we had a vote for every single number available. So we yeah. had people give it five, four, three, two, all the way down to one. So it averaged yeah. a three, but it, it was very clearly <laughs> ran the gamut of what people thought of it. All right. <clears throat> well, on that note, should we do? Should we go through some mailbags real quick? We're running a little long, but if we're fast, we can we can get through them and decent yeah, let's time. let's smash them real quick. Let's do a good smash. It's time for an almighty <laughs> anime mailbag. Smash that shit. Anime. 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 Mailbag. Mailbag. Bag. Yeah, just making shit up. Appropriate. Review for you to say that. If you would like mm-hmm. to submit a mailbag, www.aaapodcast.com. There's a mailbag button on the top. Please submit mailbags, and we will answer them for you. Yotari Vegeta. Most of the to, time. Who wants? <laughs> yeah, most of them. Who wants to take Yotari Vegeta's mailbag? Uh, I, I'll do it because I haven't spoken in two weeks of the podcast. So Yotari Vegeta, a dedicated listener, has said, "Hey, AAA, is there a gag that you either found?" T- unfunny or have grown to get tired of example the stare gag basically a character or characters will stare at another character and say the word uh what's the word i didn't no no 
I forgot the word stare for like a long G- time. G. G. Yeah. yeah. G. I think um, booze I'm not really there's there's definitely things that I don't necessarily enjoy anymore but things like that not really but for me the whole slipping falling face first into boobs is oh yeah is so I'm it doesn't like it doesn't do anything for me like it doesn't do anything at all for me like at all so I'm definitely over that over that one yeah I mean I agree I don't find most anime funny anymore just because they seem to use the same comedy style through everything. So, nah. Yeah, I just don't like gags. I don't know. I, I don't think, you know, dating back to the podcast, there's just not that many comedy shows that I've enjoyed. I don't know when that, I don't know when that happened. It might have been always. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like explicitly hate any specific gag because they usually don't take that long to perform and every time i'm like oh another uh bloody nose when the character sees someone like it takes two seconds it doesn't hurt anything and every now and then a show will do it well so i'm like well i guess it's not all bad so nothing i really hate just what everyone kind of talked about we're unnecessary etchy in general if you want to even call that a gag yeah, I hate it when shows start out, you know, I, I'm trying to think of a specific example. This happened in fairy tales last time I saw this, where it turns out, like, it, there's no sign of really edgy content, and then all of a sudden there's a ton of fan service, and I'm just like, For why? What? Why yeah. are we doing this? But um, there's that, and also in a lot of romantic comedies, I'm getting tired of the indirect kiss joke. <laughs> Oh, that I one's. see. That's a good yeah. one. That's a good yeah. one. That one and sharing umbrellas. I don't know. It's just, it gets old. Unless you can do something different with it. I think Nozaki Kuten did something really funny with the umbrella thing. So, totally. <laughs> stuff like yeah. that. If you can switch it up a bit, but if yeah. it's just the same, oh, oh, indirect kiss. I or, get yeah, tired totally. of it. had a great, like, uh, umbrella yeah. like, twist yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, where it became a mind game, so that's a little bit different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally, because the thing at the end of the day is, like, the gags that were funny originally, it means something. That means that that gag is funny, so yeah, it's yeah. not like it wouldn't work again. It just has to be invented upon. Like, it has yeah. to be changed up, right? So, well, yeah. I'm totally with you. All right, we've got one more here, boys. Yeah, one more. Almost there. Uh, I, I got... This is from uh, Timmy Beam. And he says, what is your favorite anime OST? How does it compare with your favorite music from other genres? My favorite OSTs are from Neon Genesis Evangelion and Samurai Champloo. While I listen to many other genres of music, I still consider those two OSTs to be my top ten of all-time favorite soundtracks slash albums. Love what you do awesome. and keep up the great work. Thanks, Timmy. My answer is really easy for this one, TBH. Um Beck. Beck. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, like, the thing is, like, the music on the Beck... I just it's it's not music that I necessarily like would listen to even though it's in the similar genre of stuff that I listen to but first of all I think it's super sick that the show had abandoned it and that band's music is like primarily the OST like it's their actual Mm -hmm. record they put out right so that's dope that's really cool um it's also the voice actors that do those characters that are on the ost doing their song which does happen often but you know they were playing as a band which is sick um and when i was younger those songs 
were pretty influential because there I was like I want to play guitar that sounds like this and that's why I bought back you know baby bought my I bought my guitar I was like I want to sound I want to have this kind of crunch to my guitar I want to sound like Typhoon I want to sound like Face I want to sound like you know Slip Out which is I see if you guys can read it my thing here says Slip Out my little Beck cameo but yeah so but yeah so the Beck OST not super impressive music but for the nostalgia for the impact on me for sure. That's the one. Um, I honestly don't listen to a lot of anime soundtracks. I don't really have any, I don't think. Mm. Um, I mean, outside of the... I don't know. I, I have one of the Monogatari ones, and I have one of the Noragami ones, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> but uh, it's not technically anime. It has an anime style to it. Metal Gear Revengeance is a great soundtrack. That one... I love that soundtrack, and it's, uh, I listen to pretty much any genre. This one, um, uh, it has, there's a lot of metal in this one, and I've always really enjoyed metal. And um, Rules of Nature is a great song on that track. Um, I've been wanting to get the Nana soundtrack because I listen to those OPs all the time. Yeah. I just Rose. never got around to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how much this would be that by now, so. I don't know. I've never looked into the prices for the OSTs, TBH. Yeah. Okay, That's guys. All I got. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's the same old answers. It's Vision of Escaflone. It's Bebop. It's uh, mm. Noir. It's Fully Cooly. Um, I, uh, I I listen to a lot more game music than I listen to anime music, to be honest. So I can be found listening same. to Final Fantasy OSTs, and those are long. Like the Final Fantasy VII yeah. OST is like four and a half hours long. Beautiful um, as hell, though. Yeah, I mean, Nobu Uematsu is a friggin' genius. Or, like, listening to music from Mega Man or, or whatever I need to do to focus at work if I'm doing programming or something because it's hard to do anything when you're distracted. So, that's about it. So, all right. Yeah, I put together a list of a bunch of stuff based on the mood, but at the end, I'm just going to say uh, Kanusuke Ushio's Ping Pong OST is super mm. all over the place and probably one of the few OSTs that I can listen to <sighs> beginning to end and jive with the whole thing so see the show notes for the extra content. right yeah all right mandy get us out of here take us away friends. so yeah thank you so much for joining us for our was it 491 first episode yeah that's right man we're getting up there so Ooh, many yeah, episodes up there my dude <laughs> <laughs> once again Holy check shit. us out and go to our apodcast.com slash join to get our, all of our bonus content we're gonna go do hentai now and please check um vote us up on itunes so we can get more views and follow us on follow twitch us on more good content and follow us on twitch and the tweeters and and the tweeters, and uh, I am at AA Mandy underscore Mandy with an I. Check me out. Yeah. At Enzo Badia, E N Z O B A D I A. Would <laughs> love it if you guys followed me. I post funny things sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I, am at, I am at Pope Mitsugi on Twitter. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> no, I think we're, we're messed up. It's so hard. <laughs> Have a great week, guys. We love you. We'll see you next week. Oh, other way. That's what it was. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.